<laughs> Hello, kitties. It's your old pal, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And I hope you get to check out my good fiends at a decade of horror on the PSVG Podcast Network. I hope you love them like I do. They're a scream. <laughs> Coming to get you, Barbara. What's up, guys and ghouls? Thank you for tuning into PSVG's A Decade of Horror, the scary movie podcast where where we relive a year that was one horror movie at a time. Hey, you guys say that. It's not as easy to say as it sounds. There's a lot of Um This year, we're going to chat about 2019. And of course, the Scream team is here. We're all here. Uh, Lucas, Josh, and Donnie. Ooh. Hello. Hello. Hello, Clarice. Um, 2019, guys. Um, I did more prep for this than I did by 2018 by far. But here's my, di- here's my dilemma. I love two movies in 2019, <laughs> and I like like seven movies Everything in 2019. <laughs> Translation: Donnie is going to do most of the talking for the number one pick for this year. <laughs> I, 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 all right. I suspect uh, you have notes. I, I really don't. No. Ah, you've do, been doing notes for some movies. I have been when I want to like get detailed and all that. Dude, hmm. come on. It's midsummer. I know, I know everything about it. Like I I hey, was like Hey, hey. Come on. Spoilers. You come on. Come now. on. They knew this by now. They know. They know. Justin, Justin just stopped listening. Um <laughs> just threw his iPod down. You think he's still you think this. he's still listening now? Uh, <laughs> That's a very hopeful thought you I have, mean, Josh. He has a kid, so he has he has free time to put the headphones in. <laughs> I'm sure he, I'm sure he's still listening. Josh. Hit us with some ah. fun facts. Oh, we got to do this again. Hey, like I did in 2018 for the first time, I only have good news. Good Hard news, news, everyone. Some things that are like, I do. <laughs> feel like you're robbing the fans from the experience. Yeah, sorry. Listen, uh, 2019, horrible year. Yeah. Just go to Google, type in 2019, and open that first Wikipedia page. And just <laughs> Dude, I like Wikipedia. They should look at that. Wikipedia? Wikipedia. 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 <laughs> 2019 Wikipedia. Uh, okay, let's start with 2019. Good news only edition. Same-sex marriage becomes legal in Austria. Oh, I thought you meant here. The whole world is moving forward. Without us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there are some states, huh? Um, I'm sure none of us live in one of those. Uh, Avengers Endgame <gasps> is released... And it also becomes the highest grossing movie of all time. And we'll get to that later. Wow. The United States wins the Women's World Cup. Hell yeah, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, we can. The Space Force is founded to deal with space crimes. (laughs) Oh, space crimes. Is that like international waters? Space is just international space. It actually is listed as space warfare. We own space. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> but 
We'll, we'll get to that at a different point. Uh, the Patriots win the Super Bowl. Of course. Yes, we did. The Nationals. Was win that the, the terrible Series. game? It was like 13 uh-huh. to 9 or whatever. That was my Super Bowl, wasn't it? No, that was 2017. No, no, the one in Atlanta, right? Yeah, that wasn't last year, was it? I think oh, so. Last year. I don't know. Time yeah, who is. Who knows? Time is irrelevant. <laughs> who cares? I was there. I have no memory of it. Who cares? Uh, the Raptors win the NBA championship, and the Blues win the Stanley Cup. Not only was Avengers the highest grossing movie of all time, but it topped the box office with two point seven billion dollars. Yes, it did. Not only that, but Old Town Road is your number one song of the uh, year. Dude, I saw. Uh, I have a mashup of Old Town Road with uh, Genuine's Pony, and it's it slaps. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> why do i feel like that song has been out for like eight years because it was number one for every week of the year that wow year. <laughs> that's i'm guessing <laughs> uh okay a stock photo of an egg got 54 million likes to be the world's most liked photo ever Really? Uh, of an uncracked egg or Just a an egg? full intact a egg? Photo of an egg. It's not even the photo that like someone took and posted on Instagram. It was a stupid. stock photo of an egg. Uh, that's awful. That's dumb. What happened? Well, the push was so it would get more likes than a Kardashian, which was the number one most liked. Also so people prove they like an egg more than a Kardashian. <laughs> Jeez. I guess I'm down with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the fire festival happened, or did it? Didn't. <laughs> the fire festival happened to a bunch of people, but nothing. Netflix <laughs> and Hulu—they uh, got their money for that that little happening. Uh, the first look of Sonic came out, and then promptly went away. J.K. Human teeth, Sonic was <laughs> nightmare, Sonic. Uh, scientists capture the first image of a black hole. It was not black. Keanu Reeves is breathtaking. Oh, yes. Donnie's (laughs) Xbox revival was born. Uh, They also called it the Keanu Sans, apparently, uh, stemming from John Wick. Yeah, he's been Uh, on a wave ever since. Yeah, he's riding high. Everyone forgave, um... Uh, the Samurai movie, Seven Throne, mm-hmm. which I actually liked. Um, Just, I thought you were going to say Devil's Thrones. Advocate. <laughs> Game of Thrones and Big Bang Theory end. What was the Angels movie he was in? The Angels movie? Yeah, where he was like, um, oh, come on. He was fighting angels and, and demons and stuff. Oh, Constantine. Yeah, 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 Constantine. Oh. I was going to say like a, a pop, Apostles or something, but yeah, Constantine. Yeah, that's a good movie. Underrated. Uh, Greta Thunberg makes waves. No pun intended. Hmm. The storm area 51 movement happened. <laughs> There's kids what playing. A joke. Where? I'll you see you me now? like look off to the side. There are children's voices being screamed outside my window. It is 1030 at night. What the hell? Is- <laughs> Yell out your window and go, got a bad kids. We were in a tornado <laughs> warning 30 minutes ago. What the hell? <laughs> we want to see if we can Maybe see the tornado. <laughs> uh tesla's shatterproof cars anything but and the skywalker saga ends thankfully three movies too late 
Wow. I'm talking about the prequels, my friends. <laughs> that is, I know I said all of the, all of the but we definitely end on Star Wars. <laughs> so, Lucas, tell us what was better at the box office than Star Wars. Um, okay. Well, I've got some middling news for you, I think. <laughs> Top three grossing like, like Star movies, Wars. 2019. Oh. Hmm. Don't you're going to offend a lot of people. Of hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to take it on. I was so let down. I was like, you guys have got to be kidding me. <laughs> I liked it. The people most. make fun of me for liking horror movies and the endings that they've got. And I'm going to set up this is what I've got for the greatest franchise in movie history. Star Wars? Come on. Let's not alienate our audience in me. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. <laughs> Come on, Lucas. You got to pick a side, man. Uh, I'd have to watch it again. At this point, I just let Star Wars wash over me, and I don't think too hard about it, which is kind of a sad place to be in. It's so fun. I will give I just, you. I see you with like uh, a bowl of popcorn, like big smile, big eyes. You're like, lasers. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next cute animal they're going to make? Um, number three. What? Star Wars is for kids. Don't forget that. That's true. That's true. Oh, how we forget. Number three. Speaking of for kids, the Adams Family animated Whoa. remake. It, <laughs> horror. Yeah. I mean, in the sense that they look spooky, I guess, for the 1950s. Hey, I think the Adams Family is definitely horror. Did you like the um, animated film? Did you see Never the animated it. film? Mm-mm. Okay. I don't know how it did. Well, I mean, $100 million. I mean, it's an animated film. Family I said films, I was going to. Family films. And oh, I didn't. Okay. Like, they have that Dracula movie, too, right? With, like, Frankenstein and stuff. The It's like a monsters thing. Uh, hotel. Uh, uh, hotel. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that one either. And my kids tell me that they think it's awesome, and I still haven't seen it. It's okay, actually. I watched it as yeah. kind of a almost like a dare. The first two are a little bit better, but it's, who it's dared better. you to watch Hotel Transylvania? I watched it almost on a dare. Yeah, <laughs> playing well, spin the bottle or something. Like, what was it? Happening? Was somebody trying to convince well, us all we'll that spin the bottle ever? <laughs> the bottle lands on Lucas. Okay, you can either watch. kiss this hot chick <laughs> or on Transylvania. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's on DVD. You don't even have Blu-ray. Come on. Look at uh, <laughs> Guess we'll do the Blu-ray. I mean the DVD. Uh, Adam's family, hundred million dollars, forty-six Metacritic score. Eh, what are you gonna do? Number two, us, hundred and seventy-five million dollars. So seventy-five million dollars more. Eighty-one Metacritic sitting up there Whoa. with. Things. Yep. And uh, ooh, here it comes. The whammy, number one, <laughs> it cha- it chapter two, two hundred and eleven point five million dollars, fifty eight Metascore. I think that Metascore is too high. I really hated that movie. <laughs> I, I actually you hated it. I didn't watch it because of how much you didn't like it. I really did. I really it. did. I almost uh, the first one was so good. Even compared to the original, the first one was so good. I was all in. I was like, this is great. It's going to be so good. And I was there day one, tickets, everything. Wife was into it. I'm not even going to lie. I tried to I tried to leave. Wow. Like in the movie. I was like, let's just go. I feel like the original kind of like, I remember the first VHS tape, if you will, but then you got to put in the second VHS tape and you're just like, kind of checked out by that point when they when they're adults it's just not as compelling for some reason i think the acting I don't and the cast was great 
I just the story and like it's the way they did it and I just I don't know it's just way out I was way out I was so let down one of the and it happens I think if you're a horror fan it's definitely happened to you and we've all had the movies that hit right I just had one mm-hmm. I just paid $15 for a movie has amazing reviews high Metacritic absolutely hated it absolutely and I think it makes me feel like a bad person to tell other people I hated it but I totally hated it it's the only feeling I had when the movie ended I was like well I wish I didn't pay money for that. And I wish I didn't spend time doing this. Like, you know, I regret this entire decision. And that's kind of how I was with it. I was like, I regret this. I could have picked any other movie. And this was the one that I did. It made you feel the wrong emotion. (laughs) But that happens in horror. There's a lot of misses in horror, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But did you guys like it? I didn't take it. Because uh, of uh, your oh yeah, it. you said that. I'm sorry, Lucas. I I watched it at home and I knew what to expect. So my my expectations were, you know, the the blow was softened, as it were. It was okay. Like if the if the first movie did was like this, I don't think they would have made a second one. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, um, I agree. I don't. I, I don't know. There's just something about it. It had some scenes, you know, like there were a few scenes like, okay, this is kind of uh, spooky or whatever, but kind of lessens how good the first one was. The fact they even did it, like you just leave it alone. Like you did it, you nailed it, move on. Yeah. Never touch it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Mm. So yeah, I, I do believe it was a letdown as well. So I'm, I'm there with you. I didn't hate it, but I, do. I didn't have, I didn't have much <laughs> stake in it anyway. So it's just hey, like, I feel oh. bad. I, I wish I, I wish I could. It, it's iconic. It's an iconic character. I wish I could tell you I loved it, but I, I really didn't. Okay. Um, so I said- What at, did we love? <laughs> so I said at the top of the show, and I said in the last show, I only have two movies. I've got a lot here that I like. So I want to talk about- I'm going to pick one, and I'm going to tell you the one I didn't pick, because I'm sure you guys have it on one of your lists. Oh, what, that's an obvious statement. What was yeah. in consideration for number three for me was Us. Oh, didn't okay. even make my top three. Did it? No, I did not. It's number uh, two for you. Number two for me. So I'll it withhold. I'll withhold comments until you get to your number two. Then. Okay. Um, I'll just I'll, I'll just I'll withhold comments on us until we get there, and I'll explain why it was eventually replaced. So I'm gonna go with a movie that I just watched this week from t- 2019. By- that goes up and it might be recency bias, but I don't think so. And this is a cool (laughs) little thriller that I would recommend to both of you called Harpoon. Have either of you seen Harpoon? That's a local brewery, but I haven't seen the film. I have not seen it either. Hmm. Well then Justin, if you're still listening, I'm going to avoid spoiling it for you two. Because okay. uh, it's something that I think is best watched without you knowing, because it's a thriller, oh, and um, so <laughs> it's 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 not uncommon premise. You have these folks; they go out on a boat. The boat breaks down. There is a squabble, and then they are forced to survive. And they survive. This is not a. You're thinking of open water, Donnie. Yeah, sort of, but not. <laughs> um, this is not. This is a pretty gross movie. Just up there. It's not the goriest thing I've ever seen, but it's pretty gross. So if you've got wives or friends that are squeamish, not a good recommendation. 
I call those spaghetti movies. They're the movies you don't want to eat spaghetti while. That's a great (laughs) way of describing it. You do not want to eat spaghetti while you watch this. Um, The thriller twisty parts, Josh, are good. They're good. I like. I like good parts. Yeah, they're good. Um, It's kind of fun, and I just think what I think it does what it's doing really, really well. Um, Hmm. So I'm gonna be all hipster and trendy. I'm gonna pick that over the giant blockbuster follow up that was us. And I will reserve telling you why until we get to Lucas's second pick. Okay. This trailer. (laughs) Oh, it's good. It's good. It's definitely a watch. And I think you can watch it. You know, who told us that we should be putting in? uh, Oh, Sean asked if we could say where we watch these movies. And I completely skipped over that for the last episode. (laughs) I was doing it, too. I thought I was hoping me doing it would kick your brain into doing it, too. I don't think you can watch this for free (laughs) on, like, YouTube. And I know it's on ads. I know it's on Showtime. So you can watch on Showtime if you have that subscription or you get like which one's worse. You get one of those trials. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's on Showtime. I rented it. You can rent it for two ninety nine on Voodoo. I feel like I is that like snobby just to be like I rented it? <laughs> like I just paid, no, not at all. I just paid two ninety nine to Xbox so I can just watch no, it. You paid fourteen dollars for a movie you didn't like, so oh. yeah, yeah. I bought Clearly it. I no- bought the movie that I didn't like. <laughs> Ooh. I've got thirty percent of those movies in my library. Or that. <laughs> there you go. Okay, they can't be winners, Donnie. Hey, do you guys, that's a good little segue before we get to uh, one of your number threes. Do you guys do that? Do you like take chances on movies that you're interested in or do you like rent before you buy? Donnie, before uh, the start of last year, I owned 2,500 DVDs. Uh, I buy movies all the time. So do I. I've never seen. Yep. Uh, I always risk it uh, because I've always been pretty good at finding something that I've enjoyed in movies. There's like very few movies that I like detest, like that I hate. Um, even just for like collecting collection stuff. Like I enjoy that. So like, my threshold for horror is really, really low. Basically, if anybody is like, if I see a tweet that recommends it, if I see a yeah. list that recommends <laughs> it, that. if there's something, a top 10 list that it's on, I'll totally just, and I think it's different with video games, completely different video games. When video games, I learn everything I can about a game before I, and I think it's just video games are 60 bucks. Yeah. It's you know, different. Movies, 10 bucks, you know, like 14 bucks and I hated it and I wish I didn't buy it, but it's $14. I okay. have a problem with digital ones, right? Like I don't mm. feel good about risking on digital cause it's not tangible to me. You know, like sense. I bought Mandy, right? I showed, like I showed you guys, I bought Mandy at yeah. Walmart. Um, I still haven't watched it, but I know that I have it, right? Yeah. You can physically it. see it's there. Yes. And I have the problem. I don't buy random movies as much anymore be, if they're digital. All right. Uh, so physical, yeah. let me raise you then. And you guys tell me how crazy this is. I typically go. So here's what I do. I typically rent if I can. And then if I love it, I'll buy it. But a lot of times, like new releases, you can't rent them. You've got to buy them for extended periods of time. So... There are at least 12 or 20 movies that I've rented, loved, and then bought a Blu-ray copy. <laughs> Is that crazy? No, no, no. If no, you want, not at all. You, like, you you put up your shelf, right? And yeah. And you have, like, a movies. Like, that's the perfect example. Like, if I rent movie. a movie and I love it, I'm like, oh, I've got to get this and put it on the shelf. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, 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 I think you're talking to some people who would agree that that's, that's fairly normal for 
movie lovers. If yeah. you were to ask people who weren't like, I'm sure some of our listeners who aren't as well versed in horror are going to be like, why would you pay twice for a movie? You've mm-hmm. already okay. seen it. Like, why do you need to go back? Harpoon but, is that movie. Harpoon is one of those movies. I'm putting it on yeah. shelf. It's shelf worthy right. for me. Well, and, and if you're interested in like the special features, learning how a, a movie was made, like that stuff can be just as valuable as, as renting it and not paying as much money. Oh, dude, guys, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, exactly. forgot to mention, we're recording, what's today's date? The 10th? Sure. So uh, <laughs> I got the uh, the Friday the 13th collection. Dude, I already yes. own all those movies. Ah, yeah. But that collection, like I couldn't bypass that box. Buying that for so the box good. alone. It's going to look so good on the shelf. Now, here's the problem. I have no idea on the shelf where it's going to go. <laughs> the shelf is pretty full. The top of it. <laughs> I'm going to have to move some stuff around. But but yeah, I was absolutely. And, and, and to, to your point, the reason I wanted to bring that up, Lucas, is that the reason I bought the collection, there's like 10 hours of special features interviews that have never been done yeah. before. And yeah, I was like, oh, I, I want to watch all of that. So yeah. Do you watch yeah. special features before or after you see the film? After. after okay spoilers i do the same but i have this thing where i always feel like i forget um i actually th- well, I, I think i immediately I, start like when the movie's done i immediately watch the special features. do you ever feel like you've been watching tv mm-hmm. too long i feel like of that's course. my thing like i'll watch the movie and it's like well it's time for bed and then i'd never Gotta get, get back to it yeah so i feel like you i watch special it. features like on their own more than i do after the movie I do that too. I'll watch them separately. Sometimes I might check out one or two things. What I never do get back to is um, playing the commentary, like watching yeah. the movie with the commentary. I yeah, I never do that either. I don't like I, doing I, that to begin with. Sometimes I want to just, especially if you can, like if the commentary is good and you can get into the head of like what they were thinking or hmm. breaking down how they did something. But I'd almost rather time, have that in like podcast form. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't want to sit down and be tied to the television a second time and not have a film, a filmic experience because it is really just a podcast yeah. to the video. I'd much yeah. rather just listen to do a podcast and we're going to do our wrap up show and we already had some comments. So we're going to do like some series and I'm going to weave in some podcasts and stuff like that. Maybe some documentaries and stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. Right. And if you guys have if you listeners, if you guys have anything you want to do for a wrap up show, like we're starting to plan what that could be, we might do it live so you can like watch and interact with us while we're doing it. But definitely, if you've Fuck got it, topics we'll and things live. like that, we can do it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Do it live, uh, Lucas. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, number three. Sure. Uh, I feel like I'm going to get some flack for this. In fact, yes. we were just talking about this Uh-oh. Uh, before we started recording. Let's get him, uh, Josh and I. What's that? I said we're going to get you. You're going to get. <laughs> Got him. Um, number three, the lighthouse. Oh, now it's good. Josh was asking me if if this was horror, and it's a good question. It it Thank is ve- it is very light. It's I told him it was more psychological horror in the sense that it's like a devolving into madness type of thing. There is a mermaid. Th- yeah, there is. Um, there's some messed up imagery for sure. And there's mm-hmm. some surreal feelings. Um, it's filmed in black and white. There's a real feeling of desolation and isolation, which there should be when you're on a, <laughs> when you're on a lighthouse Island or whatever. Kind of has like um, a psychological fight club thing going on. At least when I was watching it, I was like, is this, is this real? <laughs> yeah. You're wondering, are some, is some of this real? And honestly, that is what kind of, arrested me into watching this in, in, in its entirety mm-hmm. was just like finding out where this was going to go because you have two guys, 
um, great actors. Played, yeah, I was gonna say played by a couple of amazing actors. Um, watch me flail about for their names: William Defoe, William Defoe. and Robert Patton. Pat Pattinson. Batman. Batman. Um, and they basically play the old uh, sea dog, or well, the old lighthouse keeper who's been doing this for years and years and years, and the sort of younger newcomer who has gone from job to job and uh, doesn't really know anything about keeping a lighthouse. And so he's really, to put it plainly, he's William Defoe's bitch and does whatever he tells him to do. Yep. Um, but as you, as you go along, you start to learn about the characters, but you also start to learn about the old man and he don't, he don't seem right. seems like he's keeping secrets. You're often shown this movie from, um, uh, Pattinson's point of view. And so you're very distrustful of this guy. He's kind of, a uh, a hole to be honest with you. He's a very, um, Old rough school. guy yeah very old school like old old school it's 1890s so you know it's it's very he's very much a tough dude to be around um but these two lighthouse keepers they uh basically are trying to stay sane while they live on this remote uh new england island where this lighthouse is and they are because they didn't leave for... in time right there's a storm coming and they didn't leave in time so they've got to weather they... the storm Right. They were supposed to be there for like 30 days, we'll say. I don't remember the exact timing. But then a storm rolls in after things are getting like starting to get rough anyways. And then they're they're uh, left to stay there for even longer because both characters kind of you get this feeling that they're ready to be done with their shift, as it were. Um, but then you start to question throughout the movie how long they've really even been there. Time starts to become irrelevant. It, it There's no actual, if I remember correctly there, or at least it, it runs away from them telling of time at all. Like you don't know how long they've really been there. You're just basing it off from, they think they're ready to go. And then even the movie has you wondering if they've actually been there as long as they say they have, if they've been there longer. They've been there like three times as long and don't even realize it. And it just devolves into this crazy madness of distrust and brotherly camaraderie because they're both kind of in the same position, but then they start like fighting each other and distrusting one another again. And I don't know for it's a, it's a very strong character piece that takes place in one place basically. And it, yeah, it just, was memorable from the fact that it's another one of those movies where I got caught up in just what was happening. Like I needed to see it through. I felt like I'm like, this is getting nuts. And if I stop this now, it won't have the the same impact. Um, and I, you really do feel like you're in this weird journey with these two guys, like a fly on the wall, watching both of them just kind of fall to shambles and seeing like, like um, Donnie said, like, there's a, a mermaid randomly and you're just like, is this really happening? Like what's going on? All sorts of scenes like that, that just kind of creep up on you and make you kind of feel that sense of dread. Like what is going on? Like, is this going to get crazy? And it does. It does. Um, We're going to have the, what is an RPG <laughs> talk? Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. I was just going to say, it's a fair question to ask. 
Um, I think this is every bit considered um, horror, even though it definitely has... It's like video games. I mean, I think we can all attribute that. Like, movies have multiple genres. Nothing is just one thing. Um, Even, like, the most horror of horror movies are not just just horror movies. So, we've seen this premise in movies plenty of times. Like, Donner parties and and things like that of two people. It's playing on human trust and distrust Mm -hmm. and how vile in extreme situations that can make people right and that's totally yeah. horrific so i i would 100 call it that um i don't want to forget to mention that it's also uh directed by robert eggers who did the witch as well so mm, if you didn't like true. the witch then you probably won't like the lighthouse um i would say the lighthouse is harder of a sell than the witch if you're looking for horror um, I would agree with that. Okay. I was waiting for you to qualify that because there's a part of me that wants to recommend it because I actually think Defoe just crushes it. And he's hilarious. It's very entertaining just to kind of watch these two people go at each is. other. It is. If you if you're not into like character study type movies where you where you really learn about two people in a room. Because like you said, there's plenty of movies where it's just people in a room and you learn about people and their relationships. It sounds boring, but it it isn't because of the thing the events that surround them and just their acting really just brings it. What do you think like, we saw similar things in like Train to Busan, Devil, The Mist? Anytime you get people in a very stressful situation with survival on the line, how far would you go? Like, that's a thing right. that's been in horror since horror has been horror. So, Right, right. It really does, even though, I mean, the black and white helps, it does feel like more of a horror, a classic horror movie that would be out of, like, the 60s or 70s. Yep, I would agree with that. Um, but it does have that sense of creeping dread, and uh, I really enjoyed it. And if you do want to check it out, it is on Prime right now, uh, The Lighthouse. I really enjoyed it. Josh. My number three is a movie that is directed by uh, someone who directed one of Donnie's picks, Southbound. Uh, That is Ready or Not. Ooh. Mm. Like it. Ready or Not, starring Samara Weaving, becoming this, like, horror darling. She's the best. Uh, This is a movie where it definitely... Um, has horror themes throughout, but really cements itself in horror at the end. Mm. Um, to a very uh, surprising fashion, I would say. Uh, there's always like this like looming um, thought. It's, you don't really know what's going on. It's kind of cabin in the crazy. woodsy. Yes, but not even that horror. Because even cabin in the woodsy at the funniest moments in the beginning. Yeah. have horror characters so you can yes. like place it as horror because there's like the monsters yeah. and the family and stuff so you're like eh, it's definitely horror this isn't really that because the people are just people <laughs> this is a house full of terrible people yeah yeah lucas have you seen this one no it was on my need to see oh, list before nice. we it's on hbo go max i think is where i where i watched it oh, okay um and now I'm forgetting if if that is where I watched it or if it was on Vudu. Uh, no, it's on HBO Max. It's on my like to watch list. Um, okay. <clears throat> she marries into this family, a board game. Um, yeah, that's what I was so, waiting for. <laughs> fits right in with board of video games. Um, um, and uh, she marries the son of this 
father, his father inherited from his father, etc. And, you know, the family doesn't fond of her necessarily. They don't love her. Um, and I got to pull up uh, the, um, the mother's name. So Andy McDowell plays um, the guy, the... Ma- uh, the main character's, well, co-main character's mother. Adam Brody from The O.C. and other things is in it. Um, most people don't like her. You get the feeling, right? She's not, like, welcome, at least not with open arms. They are getting married at, um, on the property of this huge mansion. And, every, you know, things just kind of seem odd. Even her husband get, like gives her an out before they get married. Mm. Like I'm giving you the chance. Let's just run away now. Like I Are don't you want sure? to do that. <clears throat> so she says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So they do. So um, they have this thing at night. At midnight, they they are going to play a game, and this is how you're welcomed into the family. And she thinks mm. it's as weird as we think it would be. Yeah, that was She's my like, reaction. What do you mean? Like I just play checkers and I'm in the family? And he's like, "Yeah, kind of, sorta." Um, and they, they use this like, uh, like magic eight ball, Ouija style box. Like if Ouija and an eight ball had a, a baby, um, and it's like, um, give handed down from like the, the grandfather and it will tell you what game you're going to play and it passes. It's very bizarre. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil this one since you haven't seen it. Cause I think you would really spoil like it. Spoil it. Okay. Um, the hell with they Justin. Find out they have to play hide and seek, right? Well, Lucas hadn't seen it. I don't care about Justin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they have to play hide and seek. And to be honest with you, and I'm just, yeah. I'm just being antagonistic. So I'm not, don't, don't run with this because I'm saying it. Lucas, if you watch the trailer of this film, How it would spoil that? it. Um, well, then I would just be mad at the trailer because I hate that in yeah. trailers anyway. I mean, the premise of it is just out there. I mean, it's so some of some of the people, some of the, his brother is already married, so his wife is there. Nobody likes his wife, but she, she turns out to be just like inherently a psychopath, <laughs> like right. unlikable anyway. No, uh, oh, it's kind um, of in a good way. She had to play oh, like oh, okay. entertaining, play like, like you don't like her, but it's entertaining as so. hell. Yeah, she had to play like ah. a regular game, like she had to play like shoots and ladders or something. So um, hang on, let me, can I interrupt? Yes. <laughs> Lucas, here's the pitch, right? The yeah. elevator pitch. Okay. They randomly select a game. It's tradition. You've got to do it. Okay. If they pick the wrong game, then the family hunts the person. <laughs> or only one game. If or you could it. end up just playing checkers. Yes. And just so happens to know that it <laughs> lands on the wrong game for Samara Weaving and they start yeah. pulling out crossbows and shit. <laughs> So it's got it's hide and seek. It's only game out of the category of games that is where you kill somebody. <laughs> mm. um, but the okay. thing is, what they say is like, hey, listen, if we don't play this game, we will all die. Yeah, like, there's a whole curse mean? and a lore and everything. You like- will all die, and then, like, that's the running thing, right? This whole family. That's the best part of the movie. Children, uh, wives, husbands, aunts, uncles, whatever. They're like, Grandma. they all believe if they do not play hide and seek and kill her, they will all die. And you don't really know why they believe this, except it's like folklore. They're okay. Like, hey, so you- didn't you hear about the Robinsons? They, their house went up in flames the night after they decided not to do whatever. And then, 
you're like, well, maybe they just had a house fire. <laughs> like, so that's the, they're leading um, their drive to do it. They don't necessarily want to do this. The box tells them what game to play. I mean, there's people that want to do it <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're the psychopaths. And they're fun. Actually, like, they're a lot of fun. People that don't want to do it. There's a lot of surprises, a lot of twists and turns. There's it. There's two big surprises, I would say. So, do the does the family kind of pair off or sort of yeah. like each individually, and you kind of they learn all a run bit through rooms and stuff, and they all start yeah, doing kind of sort of like she she thinks she's kind of like just clue. Hiding. She doesn't even That's what, know. Yeah. yeah, it does have a clue feel. Okay, she thinks yeah. she's just hiding, like she hides in the dumbwaiter, and she's like. How long do I have to be in here? This is stupid. And then she mm-hmm. gets out, and then she sees someone with a crossbow. She's like, uh, what? And then <laughs> it changes. Yeah. Okay, uh, cool. So then the movie changes, and then that's the pacing of the movie for the most part. Um, and then the end, there's there's a couple twists and turns, which are very enjoyable. Yes. And fun. Yes. And The ending uh, is this, great. This was a movie I wanted to see for a while, and... Another one where I was surprised at how much I liked it. This could easily easily be in my number two. Uh, it wouldn't be my number one for this year, but um, That's interesting. it's a really fun movie. This was, uh, I would agree with that. This was one of the handful that I had picked that I could have totally chose for number three. I do love this mm-hmm. movie. I would agree with you. I think it's shelf worthy. I think this movie does its premise, but I don't think it does more than that. And I think that's why I went away from it. Like, not that everything has to. I just, I didn't find it all that overly surprising. And it's just kind of. I think the ending really delivered on the that, whole. The ending is good. But like the whole movie is just kind of, I don't want to say one note. It just kind of is what it is. It, it, fun yeah. fun is a great way of putting it. That's a nice positive bow to put on it. It is super fun. Just don't expect like uh like a your next change or anything like that when no. i was kind of going into it that's kind of where my head was and it never really kind of got out of there so i wouldn't take anything away from it but samara weaving as we've talked about in plenty of times in this podcast already one she's great just on her own she's yep. exponentially great when she's in horror and in this movie she kind of has her iconic look where she's just infinitely cool she's in a wedding dress done with it with like she's done with it for the whole movie freaking converse (laughs) and stuff like she's so cool in this like rebellious bride thing that she's got which totally works for her so and yeah i'm not gonna like take pot shots at samara weaving for anything she's amazing i want her to be the final girl in everything she's awesome (laughs) yeah she's great good film great film uh fun and you still get your blood and gore yeah, you How do. Can you not beat nice. That? nice. <laughs> you got to watch it, Lucas. All right, so here's I, the thing, I was Lucas. I'm adding it to the list. Southbound, <laughs> Harpoon, Ready or Not. I'm gonna put this down on my list when we do our wrap up show, especially Harpoon, because I don't want to spoil it with you guys. We need to talk about those yeah. movies. Southbound, okay. Harpoon, Ready or Not. Let me make sure I have Southbound on my list. Yes, I do. Okay. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Number two, Danny. Okay, number two is a movie that I love, which I'm pretty sure is not on either of your lists. Ooh, I actually challenge. don't think um, I don't think Lucas liked it at all. This movie is from directed by Lee Cronin. It's the only movie he's directed, but he is directing Evil Dead Rise, 
Josh. Yes, I've been following this. Um, this movie is called The Hole in the Ground. It is an Irish horror tale <laughs> that I absolutely adored and loved. And one of the few movies that I would say, well, I won't say it. Because I was going to say it made me uncomfortable. That's not true. Like, the killing a sacred deer made me very uncomfortable. And this movie <laughs> didn't go there. This movie had a scene that hit me on a level that very few scary movies did. And I think I'm almost always remember it for that. Um, I know Lucas has seen it, but Josh, have you seen it? No, I'm actually watching the trailer as you speak. You can watch this movie for free on Amazon Prime, Sean Capri, and I would wholly recommend this movie to anybody, especially if you like The Omen or The Shining, is which fun? is kind you of- whole, wholly recommend it? I would. I would wholly recommend it. This is kind oh of where God. this movie is. I would kind of put it in the vein of The Omen or The Shining with maybe just slightly more supernatural flair than The Omen, and definitely much less fantastical than The Shining. Um, this movie is about a kid- it is A24 who continue to deliver on the best ways. This is a slow burn, which is why I was actually kind of surprised that um, Lucas didn't like it as much. I When I first watched this, I thought this would be down his alley. It's a very slow burn. It is like The Omen or The Prodigy, if you guys have seen that one with um, Taylor Schilling and stuff like that. It's about a mom who suspects there's something quite not right with her son. With the exception that unlike those movies, right, where it's like the son of Damien, you know, the son of the, of the devil or mm -hmm. like the prodigy, like it's, it's like very calculated. Her son just kind of wandered off into the woods one day and came back and he's, and he's weird, like some stuff's going on <laughs> and it is a long way to the unveiling. So if you were critical of like, Hey, it just takes too long to develop. I would understand that. I think that's fair criticism because it is a long way. It's kind of. To even say it's the third act, I think, might be misleading. It's maybe like the fourth or fifth act before it really, like, turns and starts heading down where it's going. But if you like that slow design, that slow build and kind of layered in, they do it. Um, some strange things happen. It's Irish, um, which I do like about it, actually, because it's it's foreign. Um, the people are slightly odd. They're slightly weird. There's some things that happen um, mm -hmm. with teachers and neighbors. And you're like, what the hell is going on? The things and are different. I'm sorry. And spiders. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, um, <laughs> so I don't want to spoil it from anybody. Um, although I did tell Justin, so I'll tell you this. I mean, obviously <laughs> if you've, if you've listened this long in the podcast, you know that we spoil movies. It's hard to talk about movies that you love without telling you the reasons why. And it's hard to tell you the reasons why without spoiling it. So I'm going to just go out on the limb and say, look, if you don't like spoilers, this ain't the show for you. I'm sorry. Like, go watch the movies and come back. I don't know what to do. Um, too late for you people. Yeah, it is too late. Um, <laughs> So there is a part in this movie, Josh, where the son turns on the mom. Yeah. And that seldom happens in movies like The Omen and The Prodigy and The Shining. And that hit me hard. The way it's shot, and it is one of those scenes where it's left open to interpretation. You hear what's happening, but you don't see what's happening. And I'm not going to lie to you. That, I'll never forget that scene. That scene hit me in a way that very few scenes, I think, in a horror movie have, where I really felt that one. And I was like, oh, shit, like, this is serious. And I felt sympathy and empathy for what was happening. And I think that's why I like this movie so much. And then it turns into, like, the very final act goes a little wonky. I like it. I think it has, like, some folklore thing. I'm not sure. 
I think I'd have never studied like the history of, of what's going on, but I think that I think it's like some sort of Irish folklore that is based on. Um, but I loved it. I do. I love this movie. It's um, I love it more than, you know, my third pick and the other picks in this and, and us and stuff like that. So um, one of my favorites, you can watch it on Prime for free. I would recommend it to anybody. The hole in the ground. Shelf worthy. Definitely shelf worthy. You know, sometimes I think I watch a movie and maybe I forced it or like I wasn't in the mood for it. Or, or if somebody like, like me came along and told you how much they loved it and you were expecting it to be amazing. I was like, oh, this guy, he doesn't like anything. <laughs> I got to rewatch Biodome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, yeah, I don't know. It just wasn't doing anything for me. And so it makes me curious if I go back, because honestly, I really don't remember that much about watching it. And that usually is a signifier to me that like, I do you remember the people's head? It. Do you remember the people's head in the ground? Because I thought that was fucking cool and very no. original. No. Then maybe you I watched it. Yeah, I watched the trailer and like that helped me, but a lot of it I didn't remember, so I would be willing to watch it again just to see if my thoughts on it changed at all. Listeners, we're gonna do our wrap-up show and we're gonna do it live. And here's what I will say. I would love to hear from anybody else that loves this movie. Because to be honest with you, I think I've only ever recommended it to Lucas. I think Lucas is the only other person I know that's ever watched it. I think Jason has seen it and he liked it too. I don't I think I've ever met anybody that was like, sure. I love this movie. But my wife and I both, and maybe that might be like a biased connection that I had while we were watching mm. that maybe set it over the top. My wife also loved this movie. Like mm. I remember watching it with her and we were captivated by what we were in. We were into it. And I remember that scene. Again, that scene, I was like, this is terrifying. Like I'm terrified right now. And she was like, yeah. This is really scary. Um, but she also loves killer kid movies. Like the whole Omen shining. Like she is all into that. Like anytime children's turn on moms, instant, instant interest on her side. So maybe that played into something. I have not rewatched it either. So maybe I will rewatch it. Maybe I don't like it as much as I did. But um, this is one of those. I think we all have this, right? I think we all have these movies that we've seen that are like lesser known that we love to recommend to other people. The hole in the ground is right there with like the descent where I'm like, you have got to watch this movie. It's great. You know? So I, I really mm-hmm. love it. Nice. Cool. Lucas, let's talk about us. Yeah. Yeah. Now see, I'm, I may be rethinking my order here. Ooh. I might've put us at three. Cause I wrote this, um, this list when I was kind of writing out, okay, here's all the movies I definitely have seen again. Um, and so I think I had put the list in order very early on and then didn't touch it for a while. Um, so I'm kind of wondering, I don't know, like going Can I back tell you why I dropped it. Us? Yeah, sure. I rewatched it. Here's the thing about us. I love this movie. Definitely love this movie. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, I think I love it more than Get Out. You know, as a horror fan, for sure. Mm-hmm. Wow. Here's the thing, though. I love this movie for the acting and the roles and the action. I okay. hate this movie for the story, story. and what it yeah. doesn't do. And rewatching it, like I kept wrestling with it because I was like, I felt the same way the first time I watched it. And I felt the same way the second time I watched it. I listened to a uh, podcast with Jordan Expeel explaining it. Still kind of felt the same way. I started reading up all the reasons why it was cool and all the lore and all the things I didn't get. 
still kind of actually reading an explanation from a reviewer about all this stuff that was happening with the corporation and clones made me more upset that the movie doesn't make that more clear. <laughs> it was like, yeah. this makes it worse because <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so being... cool, but it's so untouched and left unexplained. And Josh, remember we we're talking about a couple of movies ago, I was telling you about like this killing a sacred deer. Yeah. It's not that I'm, I'm uh, the open denouement, right? Where you don't have that that happy close bow ending. That doesn't bother me. I'm fine to be left wanting more. But when you don't give me motive or explain reasons why things are happening, then I feel like I question them more and I find a harder time believing into, even if they're completely ridiculous and supernatural, I know exactly why Nick Cage was killing folks in Mandy. Like, I get yeah. it, right? Without that part... I just, I don't know, like, it takes me, kind of takes me out of the movie, because I feel like I'm constantly wondering what's going on. Like, I'm looking for that, why? What's what's the deal here? So, I love us. The, the characters, super creepy. The home invasion stranger stuff, right down my alley. The kill mm-hmm. scenes, especially that second family, fucking awesome awesome the 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 scissors amazing like i love the imagery of this movie great even the underlying conspiracy amazing premise amazing premise like the purge an amazing premise that they never take where i want it to go which leaves me with this bittersweet empty kind of feeling and I wrestled with this the up until we started recording. I wrestled with it the whole time. I was like, obviously, Us is amazing. It's like one of the highest rated horror films ever. Tons of money, right? But it's like, I can't, I can't leave that off of my recommendation. Like, if we're talking about this amongst us and friends and our listeners are hearing this, I can't not say that about the movie. And if I have all this, I don't know, resentment, if that's what we'll call it. If I have all this baggage. resentment, baggage with the movie, can it be my number three? I don't think so. Yeah. No, I I completely understand. And, and it did, like, now that you say that and going back and talking about it, I don't want to, like, like backpedal, I guess. I don't mean to put you defensive. I was kind of, I was hoping if I set you up with my reasons why, you would tell me the reasons the other side. <laughs> well, see, and that's the thing is, I actually do agree with some of your points. There's a lot of um, suspension of disbelief for this movie. There is a lot of, okay, like, how is this happening? How A lot that needs to be explained. Us and needs it, a prequel. Yeah, yeah. There, It really does. There needs to be more there, I think. Um, but what it does, it does well. I mean, like that intro sequence with the girl and, and just the cinematography and everything. Like as a movie, it it does really, really well. And I think that is partially why um, it gets such a high score. But the story, as you have said, is kind of... It, Sometimes it feels like a series of scenes or a wouldn't it be cool if movie Um, I've seen there, there are some movies where they feel so disconnected. It's like, wouldn't it be cool if this happened? And then, yeah. And then this happens and, and it just leads down this path of just the ending of us is fucking awesome. When they all like go and join hands and stuff. I love Mm -hmm. it. I think that's great. The only problem is they didn't explain why that's happening. It's not as awesome when you don't understand what the fuck's going on. Right. And that's not the feeling you want to feel at the end of a movie. So I I get that. 
thus my hypocrisy on flip-flopping back and forth <laughs> of loving this movie that I also kind of don't like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to defend it, especially since I can't say that, like, I mean, there's a reason it's not my number one. And I think for a lot of other people, they might say that us is it would be their number one over what is probably our number ones. Isn't so, it the highest rated movie of the decade in the horror space? I don't know. Uh, I think I, I remember in my research, I think I read somewhere that it was at maybe at the time or even overall, I think it might be the highest rated horror. Like it's Metacritic is like a 95 or something. It's like insanely high for a horror movie. You guys have heard it us is. talk yeah, and, and tell people like, you know, 48s and 65s. Like it's in the 90s. It's through the roof. It, it does have an 81 meta score. Oh, wow. Um, so maybe it's come down since I am. I was going to say, I don't, I mean, um, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. It's really, the reception for this movie is almost overwhelmingly one, positive. It's very glowing. Number one is the number of, of reviews. There you go. Okay. Okay. There you go. So it's yeah, it's a very positively it. received movie. And I think it earns that. I, I, don't, I'm not, I don't demean your pick. I only bring no. my own personal reasons why I couldn't go with it. There are things that I feel like for me it held it back, but I love the movie. It's an it, amazing movie. It definitely begs a rewatch from me, I think. And um, it's a really, really smart movie. Jordan yeah. Peele might be too smart at times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like his, like his stuff can't. might be too layered. Right. Like it, it, it seems like it might have needed to go through another script revision or something like that. Cause you do, you don't want to give everything away in a story and have it too simple. You want people to feel like they are investigators and they're figuring things out and they might think they know where it's going. And people like to do that. It's, we naturally like to solve puzzles, but at the same time, if the pieces don't fit, then you're just left with frustration at the end. And if that's the way that us makes you feel, then I could totally understand. I, I, I think it might be a little bit um, derisive in that aspect. It might be another, you either love it or you hate it movie, hmm. but I think it's tough because like I said, as a movie, it does really, really, really well. I love the final turn. It's great. Like when you kind of figure it out, you know, like that, that one kind of hint, I was like, Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. And the funny thing about that is I did, I, when I watched it, I didn't expect that what, what that was happening. Like what happened, happened. I didn't expect yeah. that. But at the same time, it's like almost abundantly clear at the beginning that that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, it's right there in your face, but I wasn't there. Like with the whole movie and everything that was going on, I just, I, I wasn't there. And that goes to show like how he kind of retcons the characters, like the underworld characters when they come up you don't make that that translation that these two things could have happened but they yeah did. no and that's, that's cool true. that's super well, cool. It, it's the way that the the others are presented to you you're like so worried like what are these people what's going on like it wouldn't ever i don't i mean it never crossed my mind i was just here for the ride um but when you rethink about it right yeah you're like it's right there <laughs> it's literally right there yeah it's i almost felt dumb when i got to the end it's like dude i'm stupid (laughs) 
I mean, it's another one of those familial stories, and and they always get me whenever I see a family buy uh, like come together and fight for each other. You know that that always pulls at my heartstrings. So maybe that's a little bit of my own bias because I've said it before on the show that I do like those stories. Um, well, that's that's so we all bring that to horror. Um, when you were a kid, you were scared of movies that had kids in them. Yeah, exactly. And when you're an adult, you're scared of parents in peril. Josh. You have made some faces, so let me segue <laughs> yes, you into giving some opinions here. Uh, I didn't like it. At all? Uh, I liked parts of it. Um, I think I I was overall disappointed. I think I went in maybe with too high expectations. It was really hyped. Like, yeah. really, really hyped. And I just recently watched it. I didn't watch... I didn't see it when it came out. Um mm. Uh, I I originally right away knew the twist, and then he somehow tricked me into thinking I was wrong. That's so that, that's the like, thing. No, no, exactly. Uh, that's the thing. So I was it's, like, oh wait, no, I must be wrong. It's abundantly uh, clear, but he almost. That's why I said retcon because it's like this happened, and you yeah. feel that. But then it's it, like sixty minutes of no, it it could never have happened. And it's like oh, but it did. <laughs> But I didn't feel good about that. I didn't like that. I didn't think it was a good Oh, twist. that's interesting. I thought it was, I don't want to say. Cheap? I thought it was lazy. Yeah, I kind okay. of, I, I, I do agree that I kind of preferred it the other way around because then it does kind of cheapen the the because, rest of it. Because oh, then well, you feel like you're just being. Because I almost felt like. Because um, you know that if you give that to the audience, they're going to feel this way. Like you do that knowing. I was almost proud or impressed. I was impressed that he did. And then he turned me on it. (laughs) I was almost impressed that he pulled me over here and then pulled me all the way back. Like, that's (laughs) why I said at the end, I felt dumb. Like that was my feeling at the end. I was like, what? How how did I, (laughs) how did this happen? I I didn't like the underground thing. It didn't make sense. It didn't play to the story. Um, Did you, for me, did you ever uh, follow up? Did you ever like read into it? Like, do you know? All of the stuff. No, I know. I know he did a bunch of interviews and really went into what the film means. Um, but I didn't want to uh, look into it. Okay. Because his experience in his storytelling is not how I like. It's for can I can I I'm, him not not that I mm. want to explain it to you, but I mean, can I spoil some of you it and like me, talk yeah. about it? All right. So like, there's this government conspiracy where they make clones of us. And the yeah. biggest detachment, um, f- you know, like from reality is that we never understand why they're doing it. It's just that they have to. And it feels yeah. like this overthrow, like this, we're going to replace people type of conspiracy, but we don't know why. Yeah. And then they just bail on it. So you have all these people in like this underground just lurking around and they don't have education. And like, so it's very primitive. Yeah. And then some of them start to find their way to the surface and they start replacing the people that are there. And that's really it. Um, the cool thing that I like about it is there is like the, uh, again, I never get it. So I'm not sure if it's metaphor or simile or the right thing, but there is this like higher takeaway. If you want to go there that the underworld people, these clones are representing like the worst of us, like the, the, de- the darker side, those thoughts that you have internally that you would never share publicly. So you kind of have like mm-hmm. this face for the public persona yeah. And then you have this person 
if you were left to your like your own devices and what would you do? And I guess that's kind of the play, or at least that was my takeaway. And from what I've learned, that's that that's basically my my take on it. Sure, I'd pre- I'd prefer the the bad side of you story than as to the clone not as intelligent or educated because if that was the case how did they decide to organize so, and to kill like and i think that's they, the beauty of this movie is that you say that and my thing is i'm the flip i want to know why the conspiracy was happening i want to right. know what the plan was like that's the detachment that i don't have it's like i i need to know <laughs> that's interesting too but for them to organize and have this motivation with the background that we know of them at the end, like it doesn't make sense. Unless you flip flop the person in the beginning, right? So that's right. the, the thing. They, f- they flip flop. So the one person can get a whole world. Like they show the whole world. She's in one bunker in the land of the blind, place. but how, they don't communicate. She's in a little tiny bunker under like the beach. And then they show people going global. So that's the crazy hands. thing. That's the, th- the, like basically the untouched, untalked about parts of this movie or the things that, from a story perspective that I'm so intrigued and want to know more yeah. about. Like I want a whole other movie about I that. And, I, and you know what? Like I didn't want to say anything because like, I like that. Well, this is this good. Is Luc- no, I mean, I, I like that. This is Lucas's number two. Um, and I like that people love this film because really what it means is it's opening more doors for filmmakers to get into horror, mm. a, ca- a genre that people are afraid to get into on the, um, I don't want to say on the level of cinema. Like there's so many bad horror movies that you could, it's you very could artsy counter argue. Anyone could get into horror, right? And it's smart. Yeah. But there's so many bad ones that people are Has afraid a taboo. to get in horror yeah. because it's assumed that they're just cheesy, bad movies. So, like, yep. Jordan Beale's really opening part. the door. Ari Aster's really opening the door for intelligent horror movies. This one just didn't hit for me, um, probably for a bunch of different reasons. Uh, but for, for the most part, timing and hype, I think, is really what kind of crushed it for me. It's fair. If I had to summarize it, like, in a generality. What do you think the world would look like if this was Jordan Peele's first movie? Hmm. I think it would still be I think it would have been middling. But if you don't have the ghetto, like, hype behind you, people aren't going to be looking at it like, this is going to be the next great horror film. I would 100% agree with you. I think without Get Out people wouldn't have taken the extra effort to try and analyze this movie in the way that they did. I think it would have been received completely differently. It would have been middling in reception. (laughs) You would have had those fans of the genre that would have went out of their way to be like, this movie's amazing, but it wouldn't have been the overwhelming reception that it was because it wasn't coming in with that. (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't coming in with that fanfare. People were almost predisposed to wanting to love it. Because of Get good, Out. It's yeah. a good like invasion of the body snatchers type of film. I agree. It just it just didn't hit for me. Like that's I why I dropped it. Appreciate it. That's yeah. why I dropped it. Um so I want to ask you guys a question. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, I don't, this is Lucas's pick and I feel like I'm taking it over and I'm sorry. Oh no, <laughs> you're I feel like I've said everything. I just have I, opinions. I, <laughs> that's I have okay. opinions, man. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this then. I'll pose the question to both of you. Since it was delayed 
what do you think he's going to do with Candyman? I'm hoping it's not like this. And I'm hoping it's not like Get Out. Not that I'm opposed to it being like cerebral. I'm totally okay with that. I just don't mm-hmm. want it to be very interpretive. I think it's going to be classic slasher. I, I hope so. That's what I, I want. He, I want he it knows to be. what we want. That's what I want. And I think uh, he doesn't want to be too samey. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't want these two movies to feel like extensions of each other. Which is why you he's doing I mean? Twilight Zone, because it's everything is, every one is different from the other one. I think that's good. I, I'm totally down with, like, using it as a, as a way of making any sort of, like, social justice references or, or movements. I, that totally fits the Candyman world. It always kind of was that. So I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. Yeah. But I don't want it to be, like, a very complex left open interpretive type of thing I'm, I'm actually there was a part of me that was almost concerned i was like don't not ruin but like don't change candy man i love candy man I, I don't know about you guys what do you guys think of the series i i mean i grew up with it right i, yeah. I think yeah. with this one we're we're still gonna get jordan peele right so we're we're probably going to get way more backstory on candy man i kind of want it to be modern not like uh <laughs> I this think happened trilogy, in 1850, so yeah. now it's happening now. I kind of mm-hmm. want it to be like like a, a timepiece of like modern time creating this Candyman type figure in the same vein as the Candyman lore that we know. That's kind of where my head is anyway. Yeah. Lucas, what do you think? I've actually never seen Candyman. I am oh, aware wow. of it, of when it first came out, um, because I was pretty young at the time. But it's one of those, and I've come, I've come to realize this actually, that I have a very large hole of movies in the 90s, like the early 90s especially. If they weren't major like hits like Jurassic Park or something like that, I probably haven't seen it or heard of it because of the age that I was at that time. Yeah, you just weren't doing it. Because, right, and then I didn't – it's not like I turned – 16 and then i was like all right time to watch candy man you know what i mean it just kind of i got you fell off the the back of my mind and so i never went back to it um but i would be willing to watch it like it's one of those things where i'm like now oh i i have some homework to do i should probably go back and 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 watch it because like i said i'm aware of it i remember seeing the box uh in the in the video rental store that type of thing yeah um so do you love the candy man like folklore like don't say candy man in the mirror oh yeah i yeah, mean you know that, all about definitely. that and you haven't yeah, even seen exactly. the movie exactly yep. yep um on the playground my wife I, i'm probably regurgitating i'm sorry my wife has never seen the original texas chainsaw massacre and she's never seen any friday the 13th movie she has wow. also never seen candy man so when i am done which is basically now i'm basically have watched all the 2020 movies that i think i can watch at the moment so I think I'm good when I'm done with research for the show. That's the plan. That's our Halloween plan. So basically like starting next week, we are doing Texas Chainsaw, Candyman and Friday the 13th. And I am very excited for her to watch Candyman. I think Candyman is the best slasher movie to introduce the females. His, <laughs> the character is iconic and yeah. he's seductive and suave and smooth in a way that no other slasher character is. It's yeah. not like mm. crude and um Josh help me with the words. Freddy Krueger to children. Yeah, it's not like dismissive <laughs> or crude or stereotypical. It's yeah. not that at all. It's smart and it's Candyman is poetic. 
I you know love Candyman from Final Destination. He's also Death. He Tony Todd. Fun he a has- fun fact for the show. Wanted him to do our intro instead of the Crypt Keeper. Um. Don't don't diminish the Crypt Keeper. Well, I don't want to diminish <laughs> it, but Tony Todd, I was like, his voice is iconic. I want him. You know what yeah. the problem was? He's $150 more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, no, he, he, him as an actor, he, he, he lends that charisma to the characters he plays, and, and he's like that in anything he does. So I definitely agree with you. He's definitely more of the cool bad guy. Are you mm-hmm. concerned with a different casting? No, not at all. I think really? the story is... I think this... I think they need to recast just because Tony Todd's he's older and you want to make a, if you're going to do a new Candyman you want this person to be around of course no no don't get me wrong you have to recast if you're making it I, I'm sorry let me rephrase I, I see Candyman kind of in the same way that I think of Robert England Tony Todd is Candyman oh yeah, yeah and there right. is a part of me that like if they don't nail it I'm going to be like, oh, this isn't Candyman. They don't worry about old people like us, though. They don't I know. care that we I know. remember. I just meant from me, <laughs> from me, like. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you on that. It might feel weird watching a different Candyman, for sure. Um, but I think for for a studio, that makes sense. Lucas, I'd love for you to watch. I'd love to hear what you think. Yeah. Um, I, I can't mean, wait for my wife to see it. I think she's going to like it. I, I was going to say, like it. it won't fit in our uh, review, but I might be able no, to watch it before the watch along they're very different never happen they're very horrific death scenes but <clears throat> Candyman always has like this charm to it it's very different it's it's, it's, it's watching he's like that guy he's handsome i don't care what he does <laughs> it's not that you know what i'm trying <laughs> to say right <laughs> i know what you're saying like it's not really it's kind of horror but not horror in a way is it kind yeah. of like it's um, kind of romantic American, is it kind of like american psycho um no no <laughs> No? Sort okay. of, but not. It's I different. Don't know what I can it's compared to. That's the thing. Candyman is Did very different. Oh, it's Wishmaster? been forever. Yes, it's similar. Like this person has a purpose, and they don't care about anything else. So they're. Dedicated it's like if to Twilight was horror. Okay. Like he's he's almost he watched Twilight. Donnie. He's almost like haunting haunting her out of love. And it's crazy, like the flip, like the the premise of Candyman, I think is perfect. It's great. Like, it's a great, it's different. It's original. It's different. There's nothing like it. And I hate that sometimes, obviously, because the icons are icons, he just gets lopped into like slashers. You're like, oh, yeah, Chucky, Freddy, Candyman, and Jason. He's so different from any of those folks. Mm. Like, it's not even close. Completely different thing. No, I'll definitely and watch it. Lucas is number two. <laughs> I, I love that yeah. we've just gone on this tangent. This is, might be my new favorite episode that we've recorded. I think this is this is amazing. I hope the listeners tell us what they think. It's all the rum that you've had. About time. the us and Candyman. Hey, you might be right. It's the first rum I've had in a month. Like, Hopefully this doesn't sound like a gibberish mess when I edit it. We're going to have to wait for the comments. <laughs> Josh. We'll numero dos. I'm so surprised Velvet Buzzside didn't make your list, Lucas. Oh <laughs> my god! I there's not enough time. I think we said everything we needed to say. Yeah, in, if you uh, want to hear about Velvet Buzzside, go listen to the episode I was on. Oh, Flux Supposed. Yeah, <laughs> we crapped on that movie for like an hour I and a half, two hours. Notes. <laughs> um, Pretentious. That's all you need to know. Pretentious is should be the tagline for that movie. Um, <laughs> my number two is a, th- a movie that I think Donnie. 
at least intent was intending to watch. I don't know if you did. Uh, this movie is a Spanish film, and it is called The Platform. I have not seen it. Mm, I will I put it this. on my review. I don't think I have as many review recommendations from you as I've probably given you to others, so I want to put it on mine. I will commit to watching The Platform before our well, review show. let me talk about it before you commit to watching it. Uh-oh. The Platform So you're number is, two. No. Well, The Platform <laughs> is light horror. It's more horrific in what people go through. That's fine. Than it is. Uh, The best way I can describe it is a vertical snow piercer meets cube. Did you ever watch Cube? Nope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. I've never watched Cube or Snow Piercer for that matter. um, That's surprising. Oh, okay. Well, you should watch both of those movies too. Um, At least Cube is horror. A snow piercer is not horror. The Cube? Snow Piercer. I thought Snow Piercer was a TV show. It is now based on the movie. Oh, okay, um, I didn't know that. Yes, Chris Evans is in the film, and Jennifer Connelly is in the TV show. It's way better than it has any right to be. Really, it is incredible. I feel uh, like. but the Cube is actually horror, and Snowpiercer is not horror. That's also. I yeah. thought it was like a sci-fi. I thought Snowpiercer was like a Hunger Games type of thing. It is no, it's it's sci-fi. Um, what the Cube? It's a no uh, Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Sci-fi oh. society driven. I'm taking you off your point. It doesn't matter. Let's get back to That's the okay. platform. So listen. So the platform. Uh, I've heard a I lot about it, this movie. By the way, I watched it on Netflix. Comes highly recommended. You do have to change it to English, yeah. Um, subtitles and get off that dubbing because no. Oh, if you no hear dub. the movie start in English, change it right away. <laughs> oh man! Throw the remote at your TV. Um, <laughs> so yes, the platform. It's obvious, as I will say. Uh, that this is my number two. It's, I don't want to ruin it because you haven't seen it. So I'm I know the premise. I know the premise. It's like this the premise. Hang on. It's like this, this class swip, like flip flop type of thing. Right. I mean, I don't know what you mean, but maybe social class. No, you, no, 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 uh, no, no, no. It's kind you'll, you'll, I'll, I'll explain it to you. So <clears throat> this guy, he, he, um, he ends up in, Government experiment program. In the platform. He signed up willingly. Yep. He signed up to quit smoking. So they said, okay, you're going to quit smoking, and this is how you're going to do it. You're going to join our program for three months. And in three months, we promise you, you will not smoke anymore. Okay, so he signs up. Everyone who signs up for this program, they're allowed to bring one item in with them. Anything they want. He picks Cigarette. Don Quixote, the book. Hmm. It's like, I want to bring Don Quixote. So he signs up for this program. He wakes up in this room. I'm going to call it a cube because it makes sense story-wise. He wakes up uh, clearly not knowing where he is. He's... Uh, as you would assume, drugged and wakes up there or put under like anesthesia or whatever. Uh, He wakes up and there's someone in the room with him. And it's a cement room. And in the middle of the room is a giant hole. Uh, Each room is numbered. I believe the first room that he is in is 74. I could be wrong. How this works is he is informed by his... Um, roommate, uh, obviously, who says, hey, uh, this is the story. And I'm going to leave out like 
the eccentricities of it. You're in this room. You're here for a month. We're on number 74. That means 73 people eat before us on a lowering platform that is full of food. All like escargot, cake, wine. That's what I was thinking like with my... Maybe the social class thing I went too far with, but I was kind of thinking it's like this flip-flop mishmash of like the haves and the have-nots, right? Kind of, yes. Kind of, sort of. um, At the end of the month, everyone falls asleep. I'm doing quotes. You can't see it. Falls asleep. And they wake up in a different floor. Yes. So he is informed by this first guy, hey, listen, we're on 74 like, we're not going to get a lot of food, if any food. And it might not be 74. They might have been, like, 47. I think it might have been, like, in the 40s. Um, so, like, uh, y- you know, this guy, he's, like, his roommate's eating right away. So they have a conversation. You find out this dude he's with, who you're going to be roommates with for the whole time you're there. His knife, his knife, his pick was a knife. He brought the Samurai Plus Knife, which gets sharper oh, no. as you cut it, which is what he learned on the infomercial when he bought it. <laughs> so everyone, everyone who's in here, they bring an item with them. So this, the main character, he's with this older guy. And they're talking and they're like, well, like how many levels? And you look down and it's just a pit. There's people below him, there's people above him. And the new guy, he's trying to talk to people. And the, the older guy there, he's like, don't talk to them. Don't worry about it. They don't want to talk to you. They treat each other terribly. Yep. Like this guy, he eats and then he spits on the food as it's going down. Or he Aww. pisses down. Um, and the people won't answer him above or below. It's how, just, it is like a social class thing, right? How gross or spaghetti is this movie? Because that's a big reason why I haven't watched it yet. Okay, so this is what I'll say. I was um, expecting a human centipede type of thing. It's not human mm-hmm. centipede. That's but, good. But, but what does happen is... <laughs> Um, the guy that he's with kind of tells him how many floors down he's been. And then he wakes up the second time on a very, 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 very low floor. And where's your only Mm. food source? It's your neighbor. And you're there for a month. And it gets worse. (laughs) Mm. That's what Uh, I meant by the social class. It's very much like putting pitting people against each other in like these extreme yes. situations yeah so this movie does feature cannibalism uh it is yum a relatively hard aspect but they don't really Just like, like raw right they don't glorify it like it's shown as a necessity you know um and well, that's then good there it's is tasteful ta- yeah pardon tasteful. the pun pun intended <laughs> uh, uh, there are definitely some twists and turns and, and a maybe surprise or two for you. Uh, a movie I was very surprised that I liked so much. It is uh, intense. It is emotional. It is scary in a different way that we are used to talking about. Sure. Um, awesome film. It comes up on most people's short lists. I wanted to watch it. Um, I had the flu Very for 12 good. days, so I didn't watch a whole lot. <laughs> um, this was definitely yeah. on my, like, my list. This is one of the movies I didn't get to. Very there are very movie. few movies that recording this podcast I felt like I didn't get to, and this is one of them. There may be a handful of movies I'm like, 
damn, I really wish I watched that. And um, this was definitely come highly recommended. So I'm eager. I'll watch it for the wrap up show. I guarantee it. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Great. Okay. Great. We are at number one, which drum roll is definitely Midsummer. Um, I would like to lead the way. Yes, it is. Yes. I would like to lead the way. Um, 100% own the director's cut, the collector's edition, the A24 thing. I'm so mad about that. Oh gosh. Did they never do like reprints or anything? No. No. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, that sucks. I'm so sorry. (laughs) If you guys, if I had known that beforehand, I wouldn't have said anything. Yeah, sure. No, I would not have. I'm so sorry. You mean the one I have is so limited? It's not on sale. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) Hang on. I wanted to pull up my. For on eBay. (laughs) I wanted to pull up my tweet. I watched this movie July 5th, 2019, which I believe was the day after it came out. Because um, it's a fun story, and not not fun story, but it's a little anecdote. I I was with the wife. I think we were without the kids. I think we sent the kids to in laws, so we wanted to go to the movies, right? And we could watch one of two movies. We could watch Annabelle Creation, or we could watch Midsummer. So I was like, all right, let's watch Annabelle Creation because my wife has done all the Conjuring stuff. So we watched that first, and then the second day, my wife couldn't go; she had to work, and I was I was on vacation, so. Um, I was like, oh, I'm going to go watch Midsummer, and I'll let you know how it is. And she goes, great. I went and watched Midsummer, and here was the tweet from the moment I got in my car when I left the theater. Midsummer is indispensable. Absolutely. Wonderfully pagan-themed horror that thrills the eye with both beautiful and grotesque imagery unlike anything else I've ever seen. The queer nature of everything that's going on demands your complete attention as a viewer, and the use of sound, including music and silence, is masterful. The best movie. Guys, the one thing that I always say it why are you laughing, Josh? I'm sorry. I feel like I feel like that is like your college thesis. Like it's like my pretentious proud, movie review. You're most proud of that yeah. tweet. It was my best. Like <laughs> I tried my best to give it yeah. everything I could. I think uh, it's great. I just think it's funny, like how like point that you were like you you were on a mission to oh i thought oh (laughs) so here's the thing that you're exactly right thank you for setting me up the thing that i wanted to say about this movie ever it might be one of my favorite movies of all time it might be my favorite horror movie of all time i don't know i've never actually sat down and tried to rank them Uh, often when people ask me i always go with the evil dead um because because things we've already said in the podcast but to be honest with you the one thing that i can absolutely tell people midsummer is the best my favorite, the most best favorite horror movie that I've ever had the chance to see the day it was released. And that is not close. There's nothing close to it. I've seen tons of horror movies that I love the day that they've been released. I was there for Halloween. I was there for the Dawn of the Dead remake. I saw the Evil Dead remake. You guys have already heard me talk about how much I love that and all kinds of things in between and everything since then. Midsummer is in a class of its own. Yeah. It's with Halloween. It's with the original Elm Street. It's with the original Child's Play. Like Midsummer is on the Rushmore of scary movies for Donnie Reese. Personally, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. For I've it. seen it three or four times. I have the director's cut. Uh, I don't think the director's cut is mandated viewing. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen it. Um, I bought the director's cut. This is one of those movies. I saw it in the theater. I bought 
the director's cut on iTunes because it was exclusive to iTunes. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have a fucking I- Apple device. I had to use my wife's phone and I had to download iTunes on my computer and then hook my laptop up to the TV oh to God. watch the damn thing. And I then when the whole event on Discord. <laughs> and then when they released the actual director's cut on I bought it instantly. I didn't even didn't even check what the price was. Didn't even care. I was like, yep, add to cart, purchase PayPal now. I love this movie. Um for everything that my tweet just said, it's in my opinion, and I'm sorry, Justin, <laughs> in my opinion, it's masterful. And when I told you that I was going to be a stan and a shill for Ari Aster, yeah, because of Midsummer, I was blown away the fact that this movie was as terrifying and as horrifying as I thought it was in the fucking daylight. The whole movie is done in the middle of the day. You see all of it. And remember, Josh, when we watched Hereditary, and I was telling you that he does a great job of making you feel what the characters are feeling. Um, I didn't even look it up, Josh, because I didn't, like I said, I didn't, I did no notes. Who's a Florence Pugh, right? I just remembered her. That moment where she's screaming in grief, I felt that. And I'm not even a girl. Like, I have, there's no reason. Like, and I hated the fact that dude was being a dick. And when she sets him on fire, I was like, that's what he gets. <laughs> like, oh well, my God. And, and because of the beginning of the movie, the way that they set up that relationship is so, like, you really feel that she's kind of tied herself to this guy. And, you want like, out, right? Yeah, you yeah, want out. That's perfect, Josh. Yes. <laughs> you want out. You're like, leave this jerk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah oh. that's the whole time I felt it. When we were talking about Hereditary, the only thing I was thinking of was how much I wanted out of Florence Pugh's relationship in <laughs> Midsummer because they really let you you feel like the taken advantage of girlfriend. Yep. Mm-hmm. A girl who just wants to be loved. She lost her parents and, she, and her sister, right. and she feels that he grief, is, and you and feel he that is grief. A dick. And he yeah. is a dick about it. What a great casting and she is. And all of his friends are dicks. They're like, let her, le- it's it's her again. Blah, Dude blah, blah. starts pissing on like the eternal tree and shit. Oh, that guy. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> How part of this movie is like just desserts, but also so grotesque that you also kind of feel bad? Like when you walk in, when you see, so here's the thing. This movie isn't all that horrific. It's very no. implied, which as I've said with Texas Chainsaw, is more terrifying than being hostile. It's so much mm-hmm. more terrifying wondering what the fuck happened than watching a drill go through th- through somebody's kneecap. In, it's scary to, because to me anyway, us, we we could all of us could easily picture ourselves in that situation. Imagine yeah. your group of friends was like, "Hey, where you Bob's slowly from Sweden? Let's go to his home because they have this huge festival and they love Americans, and we're gonna have." We're going to do drugs and we're going to have drinks and it's going to be amazing. And this, then you get there and you're like, fuck, we're in a commune. What are we doing? The here? scariest white people, the scariest white people I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, like the suicide like, scenes mm-hmm. when they jump off the cliff. Yeah. And you watch the body go thud. And then yeah. you watch the hammer go thud. It's like, oh shit, we're not, they're not dead yet. <laughs> I was alone without my wife and I'm sitting in the movie theater and I'm like, holy shit, did you see this? <laughs> Like it blew I'd be me going to the front asking for a refund. Hey, it, this guy next to me, he's he's a he's a bit much. It blew me <laughs> away. Like if yeah, if you can't tell, it blew me away. And 
again, uh, the daylight and the backdrop and the outfits and the flowers. It's so that tweet. Beautiful. I, I search for vocabulary and synonyms to say that tweet. Cause I wanted to, I wanted to precisely say what I was trying to Dictate say in 140 characters. To, yeah. yeah. When I say it's like perverse, there is so much weird shit happening in this movie. I've never felt. Um, and I guess this may be a better question for Lucas and maybe explain to me why um, mm-hmm. with your background and everything. I've never felt so captivated. I don't know if it was just because I was so into the story, but everything feels so odd and so different. And that's why I use the word perverse. It was captivating in a way. It was like, I didn't understand it, but I didn't, I didn't dare look away. I didn't dare look at my phone. I have never felt so into something. I was completely immersed in everything. I was looking at the background, the side characters. What's this person doing over here? Why is this picture here? I was in it in a way that I don't know if I've ever been into a movie any other way. Well, I think that's when like everything just comes together. You know, it's like perfect cinema, the storytelling, the cinematography, the sound. I mean, it, I, I went to the movie theater by myself too. And I remember being there watching it. Cause it, it again, it's one of those movies that just, you ever in the theater and you've got a pee, but you don't go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you, you're like, I'll go. I'll wait later. Right now is this. I'm, I'm watching this. I love the fact that we just got what you just said on recording. I what? I hyped this movie up. I tweeted that. I can't <laughs> tell you how bad my wife felt when I was like, "This is the best horror movie I've ever seen," and she just watched Annabelle Creation, which we liked. Not half as good as this movie. You know, I was like, she was like, she was like, fuck, we picked the wrong movie. We totally picked the wrong movie. This is the best movie I've ever seen. And just to back you up. And the reason I tell this anecdote, when I got the director's cut and I brought it home and we watched it and I, here's the thing. I didn't tell her anything about the movie. I just told her that I loved it. I didn't tell her what happened. I didn't allude to what happened. We sat down. I was like, we're going to watch this. I'm not going to tell you anything. When the movie was over, this is what she said to me. This is art. It needs to be in a museum somewhere. Mm -hmm. She doesn't even like horror. And she was like, this is the best thing you've ever shown me. That's amazing. Do you hear that, listeners? Donnie would not spoil this film for his wife, but you... You are second class citizens. If you, you haven't seen wife. Midsummer yet, I can't help you. I don't know what to. Why are you here? <laughs> I have so many questions. It would be interesting to hear from somebody who didn't like the movie and the reasonings. I don't want to hear from why. Justin. No, I, not well, Justin. No, It'd just, be interesting to hear from somebody not Justin. It's it's an interesting because there are people who don't like. They go. It oh, doesn't have art. a great Metacritic. It's like an eighty. I think what you know, it's I not us. It it's is, not Get Out. You know, it's not those those films. The difference between this and other artistic movies is that it doesn't feel pretentious. Honestly, like it might come off that way to some, but it really like having seen a lot of artistic fi- films, it doesn't come off as pretentious or like wink, wink, nod, nod. We're making uh, art over here, so anybody who doesn't like that can stuff themselves unlike the killing a sacred deer unlike us it's completely explained if you're there for it yeah yeah 
And there's so much going on. Like when you posted that thing about the drugs and how that actually like continues for far longer than you, than you realize that it's those small touches in anything that really add up and help convey it's a story. It's expertful. It's, yeah, it's expert storytelling. <sighs> yeah. It doesn't happen very often, but when it this does. is all of our number one movies. So Josh, get in here, like tell us, but like I, I, I've waxed poetic. I don't know what else I can do. Like this is a, this is a 10 out of 10 movie for me. If I've ever had one. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't, obviously I agree with everything you guys have said. Uh, and I think I kind of said why I love it in our conversation earlier. Like it's just what Ari Aster does, right? He makes you, I'm a, I'm a very, um, out of my control, empathetic human being. And I hate that sometimes. Yeah. And, and his movies really take advantage of people like me in, in a good way. And, maybe in a bad way also. Um, I think this makes empaths out of people who aren't, but for people who are like me, who are very empathetic, these are, these are tough movies and they're horror or horrific because you're experiencing the film through the characters. You're not watching a movie, right? You it's are a perfect way of putting view. it. You are in this, um, toxic relationship and you want to make it work still. You don't know why. You feel like she wants this to work and you want it to work. She's put in mm-hmm. this thought. And then when, when shit goes sideways, you want her to do the right thing. You want her to make the right decisions, even if it's to make tough choices that maybe you would never make. And then you hope for the best outcome when she makes those decisions. You don't want her arc to end where it does that's not what she wants but that's what she is oh i'm not gonna lie to you she's when when the time comes for him to get his just desserts i was totally fucking for it i was like (laughs) but she's not left in a good spot and you you're right and you they want he does this thing where it's kind of implied that she's fine and like you can maybe kind of be like oh she's gonna be fine but you know from the story of the whole movie, she's screwed. She feels mm-hmm. good for a minute. She feels loved. Vindicated. She, has, she hasn't felt loved for the whole movie. True. She feels this sense of community and family. Yep. Support. But she doesn't know. And we know that it isn't going to last. Yeah. And that's scary. That's the scariest like thing of all. You live with this character for the whole movie and you feel for her. And you see that she thinks she's getting what she wants, but you know she isn't. Yeah, which makes it like ten times worse. It's it's like the devil one, you know what I mean? And yeah, she doesn't like, even know it. Like, she doesn't know she lost. She yeah, has this like feeling of family and love. I know. I told you guys last year off a cliff <laughs> on our three-hour horror podcast, but I love that this movie is so slowly built that yeah. by the time that you reach the end. <laughs> you're literally on fire and I'm not necessarily sure how many people realize the fact that the person is fucking burning alive <laughs> you know people are like oh, that's, I, I saw one of the reactions I saw this, this movie it wasn't that scary it's not a horror movie and I'm like we did not watch the same movie you were not paying attention Yeah, this I mean, person's being burned at the fucking stake yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not paranormal activity right the people who 
want that, yeah, they're not going to get that out of this. For it's sure. not jump scares. It's the opposite house. of that. No, yeah. It's human nature. It's everything. When about you see it the, the dude's experience. lungs, yes. oh, God. that is yeah, the yeah. scariest shit. <laughs> It is. That was so scary. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It's the stuff that could be real that is much more horrible to me. I think this this movie, because of its implied nature and because of its like um because of the, the weird things that I love about it, I think this movie comes as close to Texas Chainsaw as anything that's come since Texas Chainsaw. There's a lot of, uh, I have a lot of the same feelings with the original Texas Chainsaw and maybe I just love that movie more than I should, but like the original Texas Chainsaw left so many things implied, so many things weird. The first time I watched it, I was in my own head about it. I was like, why is this happening? And what is he exactly doing? And I was trying to piece it all together. It's exactly where I was with Midsummer, And the, the, the reaction that I was having was felt familiar in that way. Um, mm. where I was just jumping from conclusion to conclusion. And then when you see horrific things like the lungs and being burned asleep, you're like, this is terrifying. Um, like those hammers, those big wooden, and the way that they explained it is almost more terrifying than the actual act that's happening. Like you see this grotesque imagery and they're like, listen, these aren't Americans. They're not people like you. This is their way of life. And you're like, yeah. I guess that's okay. Like it, it lulls <laughs> yeah. you into the sense. And then by the end of the movie, you're like, I have experienced some really fucked up shit. <laughs> you yeah. know? It lulls you yeah. into thinking it's okay. And I think that's the scariest part of the whole thing. And the whole movie does that from the whole breeding thing. And the, like the, ar- the arranged relationships, like the whole community is kind of this weird cultish sacrament fuck fest right like just this mind fuck that's going on this manipulation and like that's terrifying and then the actual things that are happening are 10 times worse i don't know i was caught off i I wasn't caught off guard but lulled that's the only word i have i was lulled into accepting it in a way that like saw or hostile or nightmare never those things I never accepted as being like, ah, oh, this is the way this happens. Yeah. And in midsummer, so I was saying- like, this is this community. And that shit scared me more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I was so like, well, you know, the platform can't be your number one. If you watch it, if you watch it for the first time, <laughs> it doesn't sound like it's gonna, <laughs> I was just like, uh, you know, this is how these people live for so much of this movie. I was like, you know, like this, it went in Rome and, at the right. end, by the time I got to the end, and- I was like, that's the scariest shit ever. This is how people rise to power. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what I am I capable of? I think I'm in a of? cult now. I'm not even <laughs> sure what just happened. Exactly. <laughs> Dad, I think I'm in a cult. Oh, <laughs> just an, an expert mind fuck, I guess, if you will. I was just I was just over the moon. Yes. This is what I thought, uh, like, Suspiria was going to be like after all that hype. So something yeah. like this where, um, you know, it just really does captivate you. It, it's a pretty high bar. It's and it's those weird things, right? Like the, <gasps> like, yeah. what the fuck was that? Why is that a thing? Why are they doing yeah. that? Like the water, the, the pubic hair, they're all of these fucking weird little things that you're like, why are they doing that? What's the connection? And I don't even know if there was a connection. It's, <laughs> just, the, it's, the, way. it's the way. It's the way. It's just these people. This is the way these people are. They have a fucking sacred tree. 
It lays on the ground. We can't all communally orgasm together. What life are we living? (laughs) Maybe we got it wrong. Dude, that whole scene was a trip. My wife, like, I never forget. My wife looked at me, and I felt I felt uncomfortable watching with my wife. Yeah, and I've seen, yeah. I've seen, te- I've seen tons of sex scenes with my wife. And my wife looked at me, and she was like, "The fuck is happening?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was mortified, and I was in a theater with a bunch of strangers that I didn't even know. I'm like, so glad I'm sitting in the front row because I don't want to see all these people looking at each other. Like, what the hell are we watching right now? I just went to see Midsummer with my mom, and she's sitting right next to me. In <laughs> oh my god! Could you imagine watching Midsummer with your parents? Oh god, I can't imagine watching it with anybody. Really, like, I'm glad I went to the theater by myself. I think I Josh am too. Slowly puts his hand on Lucas's knee. <laughs> it's not that kind of movie. Do you imagine if that's the moment where you decide to slip the arm? You're like, oh god. Oh, almost out, Lucas. You want to get one more grab of that? Oh popcorn? god, <laughs> guys. Horrible. I fucking love this movie. I'm not. Even, I'm gonna be a shill. I'll be a stan. You can call me whatever you want. Bias, whatever. I don't care. I love this movie in a way I I love very seldom. How? I don't want it to be lost on me because I think it's important. How many times have you ever been to a theater and watched a movie the day or week or whatever it came out, where you walked out of the movie going, "This is one of the best movies I've ever seen." Isn't it like a fleeting, rare occurrence? Yeah, not very often. Mm-hmm. It's like no, never not happened. Often. And Especially then in the horror really. space, like in a genre that you love, that obviously horror never that we all love, right? Horror exactly. Never that was my biggest takeaway. That's the reason why I love this movie so much. I was in that moment walking to my car and I was like, this is what it must have been like for people that watched Halloween. Or Jaws. Or like, yeah, just whatever yeah. that movie was, this this is that moment for me. Like I'm living in that moment for years, for two decades of my entire life. I was like, I missed it. I missed all the fun. Like I missed it. And the midsummer comes along. It's like, I had it. This was my moment. I was there the day that midsummer came out. I can tell that to people. Like I was there Mm -hmm. and I don't know if there's ever been a movie to be honest. Like I think interstellar might be the only other movie that comes close where I can say that. Like, Oh, I saw that in theaters the day it came out. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. Listeners. We fucking love this movie. Yeah. If you had to, I mean, obviously, I don't think it goes without saying. I think everybody that just heard me for like the last 40 minutes knows if I had to pick a movie for the decade, undoubtedly, it's not close for me, for me at least. But we are for sure picking it for 2019. Absolutely. Yeah. No question there. (laughs) It was so funny because uh, when we started thinking of this idea for the show like the format and everything when we said like hey we're all gonna deliberate and pick one in my head i was like if they don't fucking pick midsummer we're gonna have an issue <laughs> it's gonna be a long episode <laughs> i picked escape room like i'm not gonna oh, i'm not gonna leave this fucking episode until somebody everybody agrees with me <laughs> i will change your mind <laughs> so um with that said does anybody have any? I've I've got a bunch myself, but I'll, I will. I've talked a lot, so I will cede the floor. How about some other honorable mentions? Shortlist crawl. Yeah, that's a good one. You see crawl? Great. Yeah, I great. did see crawl. Creature Long feature. Other, yeah. Creature feature. Uh, and uh, uh, Kayla, I'm gonna mess up her last name. Coladero, or whatever. Um, and um, Barry Pepper. Great, great jobs. Barry Peppers. Uh, yeah. I also, what else do I have on my list? I Pet own Cemetery, a movie. Big Miss. Pet for me. I would agree with that. Not children, as good as the original. Harm to Children. 
not my bag anymore. You think so? Uh, punching your daughter? No, thank you. Watching oh, sure. a child get run over by a truck? No, thank you. Let me you. ask you guys this. Um, <laughs> I saw that in theaters the day it released. My wife yeah. wanted to go see Pet Cemetery. I agree with you. I don't. Uh, here's the thing. I don't think it's as good as the original, but it's weird to say that because it's it's oddly like a very one to one remake of the original. Yeah, they just changed the daughter to. The, yeah, they hit like a lot of the, the same stuff. beats, but it doesn't doesn't feel the same. But here's the. I think this might be a hot take, but I've never said it to anybody, so maybe I'm just in my own head about this. I love Pet Cemetery two way more than Pet Cemetery one. Yeah, that's. I think that's not a hot take. I think that's, okay, okay, that's, uh, a good, a uh, good film. It's uh, really sure. funny in a way that like the original never was. They got Stephen King out of the way, and they were like, "Let's make this movie right." <laughs> yeah, Stephen okay. King and movies doesn't really. It's got Ed Furlong go together very it's well. Fucking yes. hilarious. Um, and then um, before I get to before we go to Lucas, I just wanted to mention I watched a film from this year. Which has oh. now made has made history. It is now yeah. in the top five. Maybe it's now in the top three worst movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm excited right? to hear this. Yeah, what is it? Picture is by Gaspar Null, who did Irreversible and other movies. It's called Climax. It is. I almost watched. I've that. seen Climax. With Sophia Botel. Hang on a second. You liked Botel? Mother, right? Teen Mother. Oh, my bad. Never mind. This movie. <clears throat> I would so lop them together. Mother so and Climax. Yeah. I can't even imagine another movie being this bad, Donnie, to be honest with you. So I'm going to watch Mother. Uh, I don't think Mother. Mother. Okay. Hang on. Let me. <laughs> mother is equal mother is way better like produced and, and written maybe climax is kind of like a, they're both like really weird strange movies the acting in this film is horrendous the they literally just got dancers and put them in a film yeah mother dance? has better sure. acting for sure it's, it's, French, gonna, it's a french film yeah we're just gonna yeah. put a camera on you for 25 minutes in a straight shot of this film playing the same song yeah and you're just gonna dance and it's overhead camera not to mention i don't know more child harm there is a part of the film that is filmed upside down um (laughs) there is part of the film where it's only screaming for 15 minutes yeah it is uh, it's artsy, Lucas. Sounds pretentious. Word of the day. I think that's it's a very fitting word for that movie. An American's idea of French cinema, and mm. it stinks like non-deodorant French people. <laughs> this movie <laughs> sucked my ass. It is so bad. <laughs> wow, You're put, like mad at it. Put that on the box. <laughs> this movie sucked my ass. <laughs> That could be considered a good thing, though, right? I wish I could Men in Black flash Donnie so he wouldn't remember seeing this movie. <laughs> Help him along. It starts with the credits. And then, 25 minutes into the film, there's more credits. That's true. And then, 20 minutes more, longer, there's another credit sequence. Well, Climax like is an experience. Joke. I I actually would love to know Lucas's thoughts on this movie because it's 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 something. I sort. I don't know if it's good, it. but it's something. I sort of want to watch it just because it. it sounds awful. Don't What's that? Don't, don't watch it. it. 
don't. No, I kind of want to hear what Lucas thinks. I kind of want the show where Lucas comes back and he's like, Josh, you know what you're talking about. This movie is amazing. <laughs> Lucas, if you watch this movie and you think it's amazing. We're no I'm longer friends. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to watch it now. Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, so here's what I would say about this movie. And the reason why I watch it. If you Google like best horror movies, it shows yeah, up a it comes lot. Up on lists. Unfortunately, yeah. that's why I watched it. <laughs> yep, same, same. And I agree with you, Josh. I didn't like it. I don't know if I hated as much as you, but I, I, yeah, I don't think it was good either. I agree with you. Like I think Blair Witch remake is way worse. You don't agree with me because I don't think that there's two worse movies than this. This is your Blair Witch movie. This is your Blair Witch. I, I love it. I hate. I hate that I wasted. It, not only that, it's not yeah. even a, a long movie. It felt like a six-hour long movie, <laughs> and it's like an hour and a half. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. I if hate you're its face. To it, I hate this movie. <laughs> Do you hate the person who made the movie? You know what? I don't know him, but yeah, I wish he was dead. <laughs> wow! Wow! Whoa! That's I'm truly kidding. horrific. I'm I don't wish anyone was dead. Anyone? I mean, I'm sure there's someone. I mean, I definitely wish there was a few people that would just die. Like the world would be better without them. I just don't wish he was dead. <laughs> Lucas, you, what are your uh, honorable mentions? Uh, well, I'm glad that you gave me the time to look this up, and I almost mentioned a movie that apparently released in 2020. So I almost did my classic snap. Regular episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I do have at least one movie I've seen in 2020. Um, <laughs> scary stories to tell in the dark. I watched uh, it this week. I own the Blu-ray. Look at you. Uh, not I great. I was excited for this one. Yeah. Not, I mean. Yeah, not great. You'll think of it. It's like, how are you going to put all these short stories <clears throat> okay. together? Here's what I'll say about it. Not a, not a <laughs> bad pick if you've got like preteens, young kids that you want to get into horror. Yes. Not awful. Yes. It's okay. Yeah. It's like. A Casper-like experience that's scarier than Casper, but not much. It's all yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's the it's the. Are you ready for adult horror films yet? Kind, kind of, of <laughs> testing yep. the waters. I agree. Feel. I agree. Which I sort of expected. It's based on kids' books, but I it's mean, actually based on the book. Did you guys read that yeah. book? Yeah, it was like anthology. Yeah, yeah. yeah did you like know three of them? Did you know that there's a documentary about those books? No, I watched the documentary. It's not great, but it oh. is it is enlightening in the fact that like there were like moms PTA groups against the book trying to get yeah. it like taken out of libraries and stuff. Like that's in, that's asinine. That's insane. I remember <laughs> getting it. What? What was that? I didn't get it. that, Josh. Benicula. That's what those parents wanted you to read. Oh gosh, you read Benicula. That was ridiculous. I was transfixed by the art in that in those books that so weird the art in the documentary they spend an amazing amount of time talking about the artists that did it and why i did it and how they did it and there's like 3d mold creations of claymations and stuff to recreate it there's a lot of that if you're into the art you actually might like the documentary (laughs) Hmm, maybe i will check it out it's on amazon the documentary's on amazon all right um no, I don't think there's too much here uh tigers are not afraid was kind of a miss for me um i love that movie I could see again one of those that I don't think I was really invested in. I think I that's a Josh movie. It. I think Josh should absolutely watch that movie. I think yeah, I told you that last you year, the, Josh. I think you love that movie. You can be the tiebreaker because I don't know, like the turn. 
My wife loves that movie. Tigers what now? I'll put it on my list. Tigers, Tigers are, not, are not afraid. Of what? Nope, that's that's Oops. it. That's <laughs> um it's about a it. it's about a poverty ridden community overcoming itself through the world of horror. Yeah. And the power of children. Yeah. Cool. That, I like that it. Put, it's on Shutter. On it. Josh, you need a Shutter account. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna subscribe. Yeah. Um and lastly, uh Haunt. That was that Shutter movie, if I'm remembering correctly. That's a good one. I actually didn't mind that. Yeah, yeah that's what I fun. would call like fun. Yeah, yep. exactly. So, I mean, I don't always look down my nose at everything and go, well, it's not art, is it? Oh, boy. So, well, then let me. You got to watch Climax <laughs> <laughs> with my wife. I didn't look up all the dates on these, so maybe you guys can correct me here, but I've got a few that I at least want to throw out there. Um, I think we've touched on a lot. Um, first and foremost, Annabelle Comes Home. I actually liked. I enjoyed. It's supernatural in a way that the other ones aren't. Um, but it's for a purpose, which I appreciate. If you're going into it not invested into the Conjuring universe, I don't think you will appreciate it. Be like, why the hell is there a werewolf? What the fuck's going on? This is weird. If you're into the Conjuring universe and you're following it, all that stuff has meaning and that's why it's there. So I think that might be a big disconnect that, that I have with that movie that other people don't. Josh, have you seen Dr. Sleep and should I watch it? Uh, no, it's on my, it was on my list. I have the long. movie. I bought the movie and I haven't watched it yet. I have my cousin's voodoo and it's on his voodoo and I kept, I kept poking at it, but the runtime was too long every time. Same. I keep putting it off. I didn't have the time to watch it. What is it? Two and a half hours. I'm guessing. I don't remember. To be honest with you, it's like a sequel that I don't think I ever wanted. It's like, I don't have like a burning desire to watch it, but it's like just a wanting to watch it. Wanting to say I I watched it. I don't know that I needed a sequel to the shining, but I also simultaneously want to watch it. Kind of scared that it like ruins the shining. (laughs) <laughs> like I don't know about this one, guys. Yeah, yeah. It seems like you are touching something that should be untouchable. You know, like just leave it alone. I had the- my two watch lists, so and and so was Ma. Did you guys see Ma? I did see Ma. Yeah, I, I saw Ma. Ma is middling to good. I like Ma. I don't think it's great. If you've seen the trailer, you've seen the movie. That's what I figured. Yeah. Um, the Perfection came out May 2019. I like no, the I, perfection. I like, no, I, like <laughs> I like the perfection. The perfection is cool because uh, Josh, you said hereditary felt like three movies. Perfection definitely feels like two different movies. There is the first movie and there's a whole fucking second movie <laughs> and they are not the same movies. And I liked it for that. Um, Child's play, the remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I did watch that. Yeah. Did you, did you like it? I did. You know, it wasn't too bad actually. Again, another like fun kind of movie um and i could see like were, were you happy with it were... i thought the movie was average i think i said that when i came out of the movie theater i don't regret watching it or purchasing it i had a really fun time watching it yeah. i went to the movie theater with the chucky doll um so i i got to have that experience everybody that was at the theater loved the fact that i brought chucky with me that was a really cool experience here's the all right, so the fun I I know I know we're running long, and I'm sorry, Lucas. I'm I'm not trying to take your time, but oh no, it's okay. You um, did. No, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> that really here. makes me feel bad. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, I'm gonna call you when my son wakes up, and then we'll see how you do. <laughs> so I wanted to take Chucky. A big reason why I bought the doll. This is the limited edition um, 
not Scream Factory, Trick or Treat Studios replica doll of the thing it was a limited edition. I paid a lot of money for it. And the reason I wanted it was twofold. I always wanted a Chucky doll. From the moment I saw Chucky, I wanted a Chucky doll. And I was always, mm-hmm. I was actually always like really perplexed and surprised that they didn't make Chucky dolls. Isn't that a weird thing? Like in the yeah. world of marketing, like why did we never have like a go to Walmart and get a Chucky doll doll? Right. It didn't make any damn sense to me. Anyway. Um, the second part that I wanted is I wanted to, I actually wanted to take him with me to watch the movie. That was a reason yeah, why I, I bought the doll. You saying that, yeah, because uh, we haven't had a Chucky movie in theaters in so long, and it's not Chucky; it's different doll and all that. I get that different writer and everything, but it's still, it's still same thing. And um, so I took him with me, and I'm not going to lie to you. When I bought the doll and I got up and I unboxed him and everything, my wife thought it was the dumbest, geekiest, <laughs> dorkiest thing. She was like, "I cannot believe you're going to go to the movie theater in public." carrying a doll and i was like what are you talking about i, I thought it was cool and i was like this is the coolest thing in the world like people take lightsabers to see star wars how is this yeah. any different and she was like you're gonna be laughed at and made fun of and i to the point i'm not joking with you literally she was like i don't know if i want to go with you she's like i kind of want to go i want you to just go by yourself like i don't want to be subjected to this ridicule oh my gosh guys i cannot <laughs> tell you a more as a husband you live for these moments where you get to tell your wife you told you told her so. Like mm-hmm. you live yeah. for these moments. The moment I walked into the door carrying a Chucky doll, everybody in the theater thought it was the coolest fucking thing they'd ever seen. Everybody wanted a selfie. The damn people getting the popcorn wanted selfies. The people at the oh, ticket wow. stand wanted selfies. When I walked into the theater, people started clapping. They all wanted <laughs> selfies. I had to make an announcement that we would have selfies. After the movie. Oh my gosh. Like it was a fucking event. It was a thing. (laughs) It was a whole thing. They hired you to come to the movie. It it felt that way. To the point. How rare those are then too. Because. Lucas. When we walked out. My wife requested to hold the doll. Wow. She was like, I want to hold him. And I was like, this is some bullshit. You hated on this. You don't get the 180 on that. (laughs) I tease her. I tease her forever about this. She made me. Go to Taco Bell with him in the front seat with her. <laughs> That's a legit thing that happened. So I had I'm a blast. You let Taco Bell anywhere near that doll. I had a blast going to see Child's Play. I think he's a middling movie. It's okay to the original, I guess. I loved. <laughs> um, who's the actress? Help me. I just can't think um, of her name. I oh, can see her boy. face. Yeah, she's kind of Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, she's great. The th- tongue, Lucas. She's not creepy. <laughs> the thing Dude. that I th- I was in love with. Did you guys ever see her hair barrette? When she was doing um, when she was doing pre marketing for the movie, she had a hair barrette that was the um, like the kitchen knife that went over her oh, ear. Yeah. I was like, that is the hottest thing I've ever seen a girl do I'm in just my. Donnie's fetish world. Oh my god! <laughs> like the moment I saw that, I was like, we have to buy these for you, Melissa. Like you have to do this. Um, suicide girls. <laughs> um. <laughs> So the thing that I didn't like about the movie was like what I felt like was the shoehorned in Stranger Things kids thing. That was my biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't explain it. It plays a role, which I think makes it worse that they didn't explain it. Like they introduced this band of kids, but they don't like you don't you don't know their names really because they're not important. Like they're not there. But then they totally play like a, a part of the climax which didn't make any fucking sense to me at all. I was like, why? It felt shoehorned. That's the only thing. It just felt like a cheap ploy. 
It was like, mm-hmm. dude, people love gangs of kids in all the stereotypical way. We've got the the geeky tomboy girl. We've got the boy that nobody likes. We've got the black kid. It just felt shoehorned in. I was like, this is stupid. That's the one thing I didn't like about it. The lawnmower kill? Fucking awesome. Like, that was Child's Play. That was great. I think Child's Play is best when Chucky uses things that can't kill people to kill people. Like, that's the thing that's cool about Chucky. And the premise of, like, this AI-inspired doll that's your friend that, like, is learning from movies and stuff. I love that premise. I think that premise actually in 2020 has a lot of advantages over the original voodoo premise that was the original film. So uh, as a fan of the series, I liked it. Um, It was okay. It was, it was okay to good. It was okay to good. I was, I was okay with it. Um, I wouldn't adopt it as a new thing, but if they came out with a sequel, totally go to the theater again and see it again for sure. Mm. Um, Zombie lane, double tap. Oh yeah. Kind of let me down. It was okay. That's the best thing. I wouldn't even say okay to good. It was okay. Josh, um, let's see here. Oh, I just had it. Happy Death Day to you. I liked uh-huh. oh, I liked yeah. that movie. I think the sequel is better than the original. Very twisty. Very different. Um, very funny, though. Horror comedy. Way more horror comedy. I mean, actually, yeah. maybe the first movie would have done better if they leaned more into it. It was it was already horror comedy, but maybe not as no- maybe not enough for the yeah. weird Groundhog Day presence that it was. Mm. And then um, I, I've got here, I've got St. Agatha. Sucked. Don't watch that one. And then I've got uh, The Prodigy. Okay, if you like The Omen. If you don't like The Omen, don't watch it. Girl on the Third Floor. Have you watched it? It's on Netflix. Never heard of it. No, Ooh, either. Good haunting movie. Good haunted house movie. Really good, like, Amityville movie. Best Amityville movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say it. Best Amityville movie. Girl on the Third Floor. Fun fact, the reason why I watched it, guess who stars in the movie? <laughs> CM Punk. <laughs> CM Punk, former wrestler. Doesn't do a great job. Doesn't do an awful job. Isn't as bad as you think it is. Serviceable. Serviceable. He's okay. But the other... He's the, the John Cena of acting. But the other... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, in the Tall Grass... Yeah, I watched the trailer. I haven't seen that one yet. I didn't like that one. Have you guys seen yeah, The Dead of... Don't Die? No, that's the Jarvish movie, right? Jim Jarmish. It has uh, Bill Murray and it has um, the Star Wars guy. And Adam Williams. Driver, right? Yeah, Adam yeah, Driver, Selena Gomez, Bill yeah, Murray. I haven't watched that one either. Um, the fun fact that I had from this year, and I guess we'll use this to close on, is Joker a horror movie? No... Unless you count white single white men being horrific. I don't think so. (laughs) I saw um, a blog about this when I was looking at movies and it was like, is Joker a horror movie? I kind of think it is a horror movie. I think the premise that he's allowed to be the way he is, is horrific, but I don't think it's a horror film. (laughs) I think we've seen a lot of horror movies, psychological in nature that end up with bad premises. Yeah. Very similar. Do you think, like primal fear or identity is a horror film because i think it's like more similar to those i was gonna say like uh don't leave kevin alone but yeah i haven't seen that one yet. yeah i haven't seen I, it's on my list i haven't seen identity um so anyway i just thought it was a fun little thing to talk about but yeah that's a good question we've gone on a very long time and i'm looking at it and realizing what time it is and i'm sorry lucas i didn't mean to oh no i mean 
It's all right. I'm I'm it's here. Not all right. here to do it's it. It's not all right. You actively said it was not all right. I understand it's not all right. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, we were just flowing and, and I was letting it riff. And then as we were wrapping up, I was like, this is fucking too long. I'm sorry. We do it because we love it, right, Lucas? That's right. My son's going to be up in four hours. Hey, it's fine. just know. <laughs> I get to sleep in tomorrow. So. Just know we don't, we don't have another recording for like we we're good for a while, right? so you can sleep for two weeks, Lucas. <laughs> I probably would if I could. All right, guys, that's gonna do it for us. Yeah. Uh, this 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 year, this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did, and fucking love Midsummer like I do. I I hope everybody <laughs> does. I want everybody to like that. Um, I was gonna say we're over the hump, but that's not even the right damn terminology, guys. We're <laughs> almost done recording this. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Happy and sad. Yeah. um, It was nice to go back and actually watch things with a purpose, like to to have a reason to go watch things. Sometimes I kind of need that to to actually do what I do those things. Um, But it's also a really tough schedule to to, two weeks. Two weeks sounds like a lot of time, but really... If you think about it, I don't think our listeners know that what we do basically is we were, we've been recording this two week blocks. So we give ourselves two weeks to watch all the movies we want. And then we actually record two years at a time. So we're doing two years every time we record. So you're trying to fit, you know, two years worth of movies, which sometimes is 30, 40 movies. And (laughs) And we actively watch. Yeah. I was going to say that's eight to 10 movies each. Yeah. yeah, that's that's easily the, the <laughs> hardest part that folks that are listening to shows may not recognize is we are actually yeah. um, we've got messages where we're sharing each other, the title screens, the things we're watching. Um, in addition to playing the games and doing the podcast that we already do, we've been watching 10, 12, 15, 20 horror movies. In a two week period. <laughs> yeah. I think the most I've done in two weeks is I watched 23 horror movies. I almost Holy did two cow. a day. Insane. But I was doing like six on Saturday and six on Sunday. <laughs> oh my God. Does your family like look for you? Like where my wife is next to me most of the time. She watches the most of the time with me, but Oh, that definitely helps. But our my Nintendo Shack listeners, if you're like, what the fuck's Donnie doing? He's not playing the game. That's kind of what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> and I won't apologize. There's Listen, nothing to play anyway. All you listeners out there, you don't have an excuse when you're like, I don't know what to watch. Justin. We're providing you. Justin hasn't watched any horror movies for a decade. He's like, why are you spoiling this movie from 2011? Jesus, Donnie. Justin, watch Climax for me. Oh, gosh. Watch the platform. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Anyway. It's, it's, we're basically in the the penultimate episode. We're going to do a 2020 episode and then we're going to do a wrap up. And then by the time we do the wrap up, we, we really, I don't know if we should, should we talk about it beforehand? Like we no. have to discuss what we're going to do for the future of the show. If there's like something we want to continue, if something the listeners want us to continue, I think that would be helpful to know if the listeners are mm-hmm. listening to this. If you like the show and you like to see something like it in the future, let us know because at some point we've got to get together and talk about that. We haven't up to this point. It's 2019. We've not talked about it as a group. Would you like us to do a different decade? Let us know. A different decade, a different genre, uh, just another year. Like, yeah, whatever. Brand the podcast name if we do a different genre. (laughs) Decade of romance. (laughs) Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I thought meant like, I was thinking like, like a whole slashers theme or something like that or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, that's going to do it for us here in 2019. Um, We hope you join us for our final episode. Toujours, really, in 2020. But until then, 
This is the inference. Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Hi-dee-ho! Ha ha ha!